0: You've had some of the most stacked teams in scootering. For, for example, the By Catalyst. Far. One of my favorite videos, I was at the premiere. What happened throughout the past couple years? What has happened to the Proto team? <sighs> hmm. ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode over here on the zoned out podcast today we have an extremely special guest mr andrew broussard he has an extensive introduction andrew is creator of proto scooters scooter resource river uh freestyle freestyle depot um, he's got ScooterCon, TGE distribution. He's got his hands in so many different things. He's an incredible Person that we've had in the sport for many many years. He's been here since day one He actually is one of the guys that essentially created Day one this is the man the myth the legend. Mr. Andrew Broussard. Andrew. Thank you so much for being here, man How's everything thank going? You. Thank you. Good. Good bro.
1: Staying busy? It's a busy time of the year fourth quarter push for the holidays so we've been flat out with production and uh, just trying to make it to the end of the year in one piece
0: dude I I hear that man I hear that how's right. everything going with uh with the distribution right now I know I know it's kind of like a quick way to start off but I mean just with everything moving right now I know you've been a busy guy lately
1: yeah I mean fourth quarter is always uh, always a busy time of year so we got ton of product in production right now um making everything here domestically uh it keeps us very 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 busy um but things have been good
0: good man good to hear uh i know that you've uh you've met matt quite a few times as well you got a lot of history with his brother bro (laughs) that's for uh,
2: sure you unfortunately know my younger brother (laughs) my little brother (laughs) there hasn't been one spoken like
1: a true gould
2: (laughs) 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 bro every time his name comes up i gotta go at him every time it's a it's a must we have Uh, to dude every single time what one thing that
0: um i did recently see is uh proto just went through its 13th
2: anniversary teenager
1: we did proto is a teenager now it is uh hard to believe hard to believe yeah time has flown by but it's a it's a pretty big milestone for us and super excited i mean i'm i'm Happy about what we've accomplished, but I'm more excited about what's to come. Yeah, that's it.
0: What What would you say? Like, you, like the the I guess um the the biggest movement year was with
2: Proto. Oh, Andrew's trying to take the set down right now. <laughs> whoa, whoa,
1: whoa,
2: bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pull that thing closer, bro. Yeah, yeah let
1: me get get, get, that a, thing little, get a little slack up on it. Yeah.
2: Right. yeah, it's all the
0: children come up
2: here messing it up. There we go.
0: Yeah. There you go. But what would you say, like the biggest like turn point is within um like the, the, these past thirteen years with this brand? Like, what's the biggest milestone? I guess is it like was it year one where you actually started the brand? Was it was it year thirteen? It becoming a teenager? Was it in the middle somewhere? Year six?
1: That is hard to say. I mean that there there's been a lot of milestones, but I do. I do kind of feel like the the beginning was the uh, was the the most memorable, most important part. I mean, just uh, that there was no other freestyle scooter companies at the time. So I mean, just deciding that I'm going to start a freestyle scooter company, like in an industry that didn't hardly exist, that kind of symbolizes. Uh, you know what what the brand stands for you know just like trying to pioneer pioneer an industry that didn't exist it didn't and doesn't all, exist all, until you know somebody goes out and tries it so i think just the act of starting it was kind of the biggest milestone but i mean we have a lot of accomplishments over the years too so i don't want to i don't want to take away from the other things that happened since that point but yeah just like bringing proto to life was huge
0: I know, like, um, the the first brand. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first brand that you started within the industry was Scooter Resource, correct?
1: Yeah, that I, yeah, that I formulated, conceptualized, right. visualized your yeah. first thing. Yeah, the yeah. Fir- the first thing that came to my mind, and when I thought about it, I was like, "Scootering can really benefit from this," I think, and that was Scooter Resource.
0: And, and tell, tell us a little bit about Scooter Resource, like, um, the, the birth of it and everything.
1: So I was a senior in high school, actually kind of take it back a little bit junior in high school. And yeah. I took a, uh, HTML web development class. And at the time there, there was a couple other scooter forums, like message boards on the internet, um, trying to think what it's been a been a while yeah dude. Uh, yeah i know
2: seriously i'm there, for myself sorry not to cut you off i was just trying to think like what the other forums would have been like what what were the at the time like what were the other forums that were going on
1: there was uh the nbs i think nothing but scooters had a forum that was either before or like kind of during the beginning of scooter resource um that was rick or ricky Warnicky uh then there was also the scat forum uh that was a really early one. Um, and then there there was one other one that I can't remember, but I mean, they were like hosted on GeoCities, Angel Fire, like all the free web platforms that, you know, you used when you didn't know anything about running your own website. So yeah. my junior year, I was able to take this HTML like web development class and like learn about how to run your own website. And I was like, damn like, I could use this and actually make a real dedicated scootering website and uh kind of funny like the uh scooter resource was actually going to be called scoot or die.com no real and, and i was like <laughs> no I, I, I was thank, like I was thank like, god <laughs> thank oh, god man. i was shopping for like the domain name like the url and i'm just like man what's available like what what's what's cool what, what what could like be like edgy or something and i was like scooter die like oh, I'm, I'm down oh, for man. this man i'm gonna die for this and dodge
0: the bullet bro yeah <laughs> and, and, <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's it's
1: it's funny because the only reason that i didn't make it that like scooter resource was like my second option like my plan b um and the only reason it didn't go scooter dies because somebody else bought it really like a month right. before i was ready to like buy like commit to the name somebody else bought it and it was like a motorized like motor scooter vespa website or something right. i have no idea what the domain name is now but shouts hey. out to them bro. yeah for real scooter so- die, yeah, sorry, bro. Bro. Scoot yeah. die, sorry bro they took the bullet for me yeah they sure <laughs> did bro
0: they sure did so so do you feel like um sr kind of uh somewhat paved the way for what is now um your, your success or, or I guess like another way of putting it is like kind of your work ethic and just what you've created now with scootering.
1: Yeah. I mean, yes, 100,000%. I mean, if scooter resource was the foundation for everything, it, it literally Straight up. is what, Straight up. what allowed me to do everything that I've done with a community around me. And It also facilitated the growth of basically like every other brand in the sport up until, I mean, there's like, obviously Scooter Resource has been dormant for a few years now. um, And there are new brands that have sprung to life outside of Scooter Resource. But like any of the old brands, I mean, they basically all found scootering and Learned about it and started themselves through Scooter Resource. So I mean, yeah. it, it facilitated everything that I've done, but it also facilitated most of the the roots of the sport.
0: Well, I mean, cause cause I was there, dude. I, I remember. I was about to say
1: same I, way, dude. dude. Same exact thing.
0: I remember being on the Scooter Resource original, the OG website with with the SR star and, and the, the arrows going into it, the yeah. whole nine yards, and seeing, I remember the biggest thing was me going on there and seeing the, the different admins and being like, wow, that dude's an admin, yeah. Matt Pate. Matt Pate was when I was like, wow, yeah. he was like user number three or something like that. And I, obviously you were number one. I was way down on the list, but but I remember seeing all the videos and I remember the first thread that ever went up of, of me and it was of like an old sponsor video and i was it, it was like not that good of a video but um but i remember seeing it on there bro and and just losing my mind of just getting the first that was my, the first time i ever got feedback on anything because there was no instagram there's no youtube no, there's nothing. No nothing
1: yeah i mean that was like message boards yeah. were the social media mm-hmm. like that was the media of the day like that's like media changes with time and at the time of scooter resource that was the most relevant media like internet message boards do
0: i i think i know the answer to this and i know my personal opinion to this but do you think that some something like that um it doesn't necessarily have to be a forum but something i guess it really does have to be like a forum or a blog or something like that do you think it could survive today
1: oh super challenging to to maintain today i mean the the one of the biggest things that kind of killed the message board where, you know, like I could have just left it up indefinitely, but one of the things that just really ran it into the ground was just how sophisticated the spam bots got. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to constantly be maintaining the forum and purging spam and trash posts. And I mean, it was, it, it was turning into a full-time job basically to maintain a platform that was getting less and less views and traffic. So w- with, with the big social media giants, you know, you've know, you got like the whole Facebook or now meta ecosystem with mm-hmm. uh, WhatsApp and Instagram and all of that, they maintain everything for you. I mean, they, they do it all for you. You've got Reddit, the Reddit community is maintained by Reddit. You don't have to worry about the maintenance side of things because right. that, that stuff gets extremely tedious. So as an independent website and an independent message board trying to be responsible for your own maintenance when there's these huge platforms that are constantly under development and somebody else is basically like taking care of it for you, it, it's just, it's almost impossible to compete with that. I think
0: I i couldn't imagine dude, because I, I cause I do a lot like 99% of the stuff that's on, just for example scooter zones website i i run like i have i've done a lot of that stuff i and that's my own like that that's just us you know like i could not imagine having a a million kids or or like scooter riders or or really anyone like you said spam boss just having access to go on there and post whatever Mm. they want and having to and and trying to like generalize that and make sure that it doesn't get to a point to where it's just overloaded crap. Yeah. I could I could not imagine that.
1: So the pro pros and cons like it's awesome with social media that the the owners of these platforms maintain it for you, but at the same time you don't I think Reddit's a little bit different. I think Reddit you can have like moderators and administrators similar to the old forums but like Instagram is just a free for all. Mm-hmm. Like people can go say, on there. I was about to say. Yeah, people can go on there and they can say anything they want with no repercussions. Yeah. But like back in the day on Scooter Resource, you know, like when there was community rules and there was like a mutual respect, like you would have gotten banned from the forum. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have been allowed to be part of the community acting the way that yeah. a lot of people act today. Like there's no consequence today. And that's yeah. that's so that's the con of it
2: yeah that's yeah well seriously though dude because like i mean you could literally go on instagram and say whatever you want about someone's clips someone's parts they're making anything dude so um like it it honestly is it is kind of crazy that there isn't somebody out there like almost running that whole thing you know because you literally can say whatever you want online you can bash someone's whole existence you know someone's whole business you can do whatever you want you can slander it say whatever you want so it's just honestly, it's crazy. Well, it's I mean, I,
0: there's definitely people that that do, you know, jump in. But I think it's just a, a, it's a force that is uncontainable, almost. Like you just, yeah. You, you just there's
2: cannot... always going to be the meathead dude that has something to say about something somewhere. You know, like, there's always going to be that guy that has to has to put their two cents in. Like well, it, it j- matters. It you just know? turns into a pissing match. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like like yeah. people
1: come in and try to regulate, but like a lot of times, like it's just trolls trying to trigger. Like, they want somebody to try and regulate on them so they can, like, kick it up a notch. Yeah. And it's, like, honestly, just ignoring is often the best strategy. It's such a weird way to live, dude. Honestly,
2: imagine, like, living your life like that every day. You wake up and, like, you're just going to – nothing's positive ever. You're just waking up and you're just always negative, always something negative to say about someone's work or anything like that. It's just a weird way to live, dude, you know? It kind of sucks that people still, you know, live that way, but – did, it did is you what ever, it is
0: did you ever really go on sr like a lot
2: yeah a lot bro i was about to say like the first time i ever saw you was at the compound and like <laughs> the compound bro well i it's crazy that i called it the compound just now because i lo- literally only real really call it real ride straight real up ride. like i've never called it the compound ever but there's a lot of people that called it the compound and stuff but i only started calling it compound because of shane because i love shane bro dude, I never did. I never did. The whole time it was open. Like I think right now is literally the first time I called it the compound before real ride. Yeah, swear. You. But I remember I would would ride there all the time, me and my brother. And then I would see you all the time too. But I remember the first time I saw you, bro, like you were walked into the, you didn't have your scooter or anything. I think it was like a comp day or something, but you just looked real official. And I was like, <laughs> this dude is someone in scootering that I don't know yet, but I'm going to know him. And I went up to my brother, I think I actually, it was either you or Ryan. I was like, dude, who's that guy over there? Oh, dude, it's Andrew, bro. Mr. Scooter resource, proto guy over there. I'm like, damn, boy, fresh, bro. (laughs) You had the scoot and everything, and you had your fork and everything on it, dude. And bro, I'm telling you, I was telling him before we started, your fork, I'm going off page already, but your fork is like, your parts go crazy. I love your decks and everything, but I loved your fork, bro. That was like the first scooter part I actually fell in love with was the fork. Cause, the dude, SR fork, the yeah. senior well the, the SR, SR fork? fork
1: turned into the senior fork yeah. after Proto. Yeah. SR fork was the scooter resource yep. fork. And then Proto remade the SR fork, but SR is abbreviation yeah. for senior, so mm-hmm. we called it the senior fork because yeah. senior and SR, same thing. Yeah. Um but yeah. Bro, uh, fire. Or was it that one?
2: Yeah, it was that one. And the one got you got the right there too, yeah we got the strike. the one too. you got right there too bro those are two literally two of my favorite ones. look at this man's scoop bro bro it it shows us whoa, whoa. this this camera. scoot is is
0: like the Andrew special right oh, here at bro. all times hey t- tell us a little bit about that uh, what some of the things you got on there bro I know there's one thing in particular uh, that I know you wanna kind of yeah, say a thing or two
1: about yeah prototype uh signature bars for myself uh it's kinda of weird giving myself a signature part because I don't ride nearly as much as I used to. I mean practically at all these days. Yeah. I work nonstop, but I still have uh, visions for parts that I would very much enjoy. bro I was gonna right, say you
2: right. work hard enough making all these parts, man. Treat yourself, make yeah, your own stuff, yeah, bro. Yeah. That's kinda of worse. Yes, yeah, sir. But. I'm saying.
1: Um then we got uh this is the new uh, full full size SCS. Ripper. Was it? <laughs> I said rip. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hitting everything. Here,
0: pull pull uh, that one a little closer.
1: Pull what, this? Yeah, that
0: one. There you go. Will it go? I know, it's like there a I weird go. arm, bro. There but, we go. Hey, yeah, we're in. Check, check. Oh, shoot. There we um,
1: go. Yeah, so I got the uh, full-size SCS V2. Uh, this is a little little something special that I've been working on. We made 100 of them. Um, and it is a custom anodized there's five different colors black brown red yellow and clear silver white whatever you want to view it as Mm -hmm. um but yeah it uh it's kind of a loaded topic but uh it's supposed to represent the uh the five colors or the five colors that people use to define the human race So it's basically like the color coding system that we have pitted against each other. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a full five color blend. So it's just showing that, you know, we're all one. Um, And there are engravings on the side, Liberty and Justice. And there is a Proto Star. With an arm reaching for peace, yeah, bro. Dude. It's a it's a it's a really so cool far. it's a
0: cool design, bro. So like far,
2: it's, it's definitely a really really neat. I and honestly, to listening to the meaning behind it, like, you know, I'm, I you know, I, I don't really want to get too far into it. You know, it's it's not, I'm not here for this. But you know, being African American, w- looking at this SES right now, like the meaning behind it as well as the design, honestly, like. I'm like, I'm getting kind of emotional, just like hearing you, um, just kind of explain what this part means to you and what the design means to you and what scootering means to me and being, you know, African-American, it really, dude, it really ties both of my true passions in together. And it's just, it's honestly kind of amazing that, you know, I'm just looking at something that really represents almost myself, you know, like I'm... Where I'm, you know, I, in this the whole community itself, you know, you don't have the African American to, you know, be and you know involved in it and stuff like that. Uh, it just really, it just really shows like we are all one family. It's one. We all have one. we we all have the same intentions. We want to have fun riding a scooter, right? Yeah. And it just this this part, I feel like this part really signifies that whole message behind it. So I really beyond the design itself, dude, the message behind it. Cause I, that was my first time hearing it. It's honestly amazing, bro. And I wow. really appreciate, you know, you going out of your way to really make something for, you know, for everybody, you know?
1: Thank you. I, I do appreciate yeah. that sincerely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, the, the world and culture and again like not to go like too deep yeah. down I'm mean, there's just a lot of things dividing people and scootering is one thing that brings us together from all walks of life and Seriously. I I don't want my mm-hmm. industry to be divided I don't mm-hmm. want to see the thing that I've dedicated my life to the thing that I'm most passionate about be torn apart so it's really I mean the the name of it is the Unity Clamp. I mean, it's it's supposed to be a thing that brings us all together. You know, liberty yeah. and justice for all. Treat right. everybody fairly. Treat everybody equally. And I don't know, the SCS was yeah, kind yeah. of like one of my first like really big contributions to the sport. So I felt it was fitting to kind of yeah, put yeah. it on that because it's something that virtually everybody uses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's not, it's not a product that... uh they will be for sale, but 100% of the proceeds is being donated to a charity. So I'm not trying amazing, to bro. sell this. It's amazing. And, I mean, I'm talking about it right now just to get like the story about it out, yeah. but this isn't like a marketing campaign because – there's only a hundred of them and they're pretty much going to be sold like behind the scenes just to like people I know and people who support the idea. Um, and then all the money is being given away. So it's amazing. um, And they are serial numbered. So there is actually only 100 of them. Um, yeah. So if you see people out there with them, you know where they came from and you know what they stand for. Right.
2: So I'm going to say it right here. I'm gonna need one of them, bro. I'm gonna need one, bro. So I got I put you. One of my I got name you. On. I'm gonna need that, bro. Let me let
1: me know what serial number yeah. you want. One, yeah, seriously. But one? I, I was, <laughs> this is number one. I'll this take, I'll one. take it. I'll take it. Give me numero
2: dos. I'll take it. Not for real, dude. Seriously though, like I really do That's appreciate cool. you implementing that aspect of life into screening. You know, because unfortunately that has been implemented with everything that we do these days. And like you said, we want all. We're a family, dude. This is not something that we do to be cool to be popular, to be the, I don't know, you know, to be famous, you know, we all do it cause it's, it's fun. It yeah. looks, it looks cool to us. It's something to do, keeps you out of trouble. And we all put a lot of effort especially you two here put a lot of effort into scootering. And it, it just, it feels good to sit here on this couch with two guys that really do put everything into scootering because there's a lot of people that kind of overlook all this, you know, like all the behind the scenes stuff, you know, designing parts, you know videos and stuff dude so it really it just like it just it just makes me feel good to sit here that we have people that have been in the sport forever but still are progressing it you know and you know there's a lot of hate around everything these days dude and you know i'm I'm sure you guys get your fair share you know but it's amazing that you guys still push and push and push and push no matter how much pushback you get you're just pushing back towards the hate you know and i like it and i love it because scootering is Scooting is something that's always been a part of my life for a long time. And to know that there's people out there that want the best out of this sport is amazing, dude. Seriously. yeah. Like, you know, I don't know I'm getting kind of, you know, rambling on, but dude, seriously, it just, it really makes me feel good to know that there's a special meaning behind everything that does with this sport. And it's not just, let me post this to get this. Let me, let me post this YouTube video to get noticed about this, you know? So it just makes, it makes me feel good, dude. Seriously sitting here, I'm having fun. It's amazing
1: if people like you appreciate what i do what we do I and mean, that's the reason why we do it mm-hmm. so well. sure thank so you. you yeah you no know, dude thank you
2: guys out. and like i said we're one family dude so this whole dividing thing has been going on forever i hope it gets squashed soon it, it really is on the right path i think you know i really do think that we are becoming one bigger family on a scooter you know no matter if you're doing grinds or if you're going in the air i just think we all really need to appreciate one another because it's a small sport we're still growing and you know people like you guys really push everything so um people like you still put a lot of effort into the sport so i feel like people like me should put a lot of effort into intertwining everything if that makes any kind of sense dude you know because skaters at the end of the day skaters love skaters scooter riders need to love scooter riders no matter what you wear or ride Yeah. right yeah it just needs to be appreciated and i and i feel like both of you guys really do appreciate the whole sport as a whole dude so i'm just here thinking rambling on annoying everybody right now just to really appreciate <laughs> yeah. what you guys have seriously done because i haven't been too much into the sport really i haven't really done much but outside looking in dude you guys you guys both kill it, dude Thanks, Seriously. bro. thank you Thanks. appreciate you guys man yeah for real
1: man that scs kind of
2: <laughs> yeah that SCS really bro send, got me in us, my feels bro got me in the, my feels the tracks. but so since we're on the scs dude like tell us about the scs tell us what what kind of part you've played in the SES, you know, making it, the looks of it, everything. Kind of tell us, give us the rundown about everything you've done with the SES.
1: So I know you probably remember, Raymond. I don't know, Matt, if you ever had a threaded fork. Yeah, I did have a threaded fork. I did. Believe it or not, I actually did. Dude. Yeah, The uh, the worst part about old Dude. school scootering was a threaded fork. They were the weakest, most dangerous thing that you could possibly have on your scooter. Everybody had them on their scooter, and uh, I mean, naturally, that had to be the first, the first place to start. We got to get rid of threaded forks. Yeah, like the, they—they pe- were terrifying. Pe- I mean, you—they, li- yeah. people literally got very seriously hurt because yep. of those yeah. things. Absolutely. I—I uh, I, I don't know how many I broke and how many you know slams I took because the scooter just spontaneously disassembles itself in the middle of riding. (laughs) So uh, yeah, the the first thing was uh, threadless forks. So uh, Scooter Resource released the SR fork. It was the first threadless fork. Um, And at the time, SCS did not exist, uh, but you have to have a way of compressing your headset so with a threaded fork you have the nuts on the top that you thread down and that keeps your bearings Mm -hmm. tight but when you take the threads off the fork then you can't you have no way of compressing the headset anymore so my first attempt at a compression system was it it, it was just a compression system there was no ics there was no scs it it later became ics but
3: Mm -hmm. but
1: ics was the first compression system but it was just called a compression system, the the compression compression, system, yeah. Um, So it was a big long bolt that went up through the bottom and then you had to put a star nut in your bars and it pulled your bars in to tighten your headset basically. the only problem with that is you were super limited on your handlebar compatibility. Uh, it was a pain. If it came loose, you had to take your front wheel off to tighten it. So God. that was never fun. Like it, it worked, but it didn't work well. Mm-mm. Um, so I just, you know, just stayed on the drawing board, just trying to figure out, you know, like the, th- obviously threadless forks were the future, but I didn't think that ICS was going to be part mm-hmm. of that future. So, you know, like what is the next best solution? Um, and I just, uh, eventually put the pieces together and figured out SCS and then filed a patent on that and then released it. So we proto, I think I initially like conceptualized it and started like sketching it in probably like 2007. Mm-hmm. And then, cause the, the first threadless fork came out, uh, actually right. So I, I moved back from Louisiana, um, and then I I moved to Louisiana to save up money, basically. I I worked in the oil field, moved back from Louisiana um, to start my company, and then Threadless Forks were basically like the first thing that I released when I moved home. So I left in 2005, moved home in 2006, started making the first Threadless Forks in 2006 with ICS. Whoa the compression system, which later became ICS. And then 2007 prototyped or started drawing the SCS 2008, we prototyped it. And then that's when I filed for the patent. And then 2009, uh, we actually debuted the SCS to the public. And it, it actually like, it was first called the, the brass knuckle. I don't know if you're, I, yeah, I remember. Holy
0: it. smokes, dude. Th- that actually, I, I am the curious brass brass about knuckle something. SCS, yeah, I, I remember the brass knuckle. Yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. you 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 bring up you bring up one thing that some of the um guys that at least kind of dabbled in the business side of things knows about but are a little bit unsure of when and and you mentioned the patent you filed for the patent what what exactly is it within scs that you own is it um is it the name is it some kind of a logo is it the design what what is that you own and and what what essentially are you able to do, I guess, is the right question.
1: So names and logos are not patentable. They, they fall under trademarks. So trademarks, essentially like the very, very, very dumbed down version of a trademark is if you come up with something and you're the first one to call it that and you're the first one to use it, as long as you keep using it, you laid claim to Yeah, you own it. Okay. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Long I mean as you they, said you wanted it. So, like, when you see... Uh, and uh, you, you can put... You can put, like, if you see stuff that has, like, the little TM above it that stands for trademark. Mm-hmm. Right. You can put that on stuff. You don't have to, but you can. Um, but then if you see something like the R in the circle, registered trademark, that is... Th- that's basically like a... Like, basically, anybody can have a trademark on anything that they come up with, like, just by way of using it and mm-hmm. being first to do it. But registered trademarks have just, like, a higher level of enforceability and international protections and just more stuff like that. Um, as far as the... So the the wording standard compression system the abbreviation scs and then our scs logo it's like a little circle with like the two s's kind of intertwined with the c in it Mm -hmm. um epic
0: Epic did it too right they put it on their scs uh
1: yeah yeah epic was james uh old owner with scooter zone and uh yeah I, i i was tight with james and he really respected what we were doing and He wanted to kind of make it more official um and so he he used it but not really i mean pretty much like proto is the only one that excuse me actually has used like the the branded scs logo yeah i think he i think james only did it like very briefly it was kind of like a, a trial run if you will okay um but so the patent part uh so there's two different types of patents you can get you can get a utility patent or you can get a design patent utility patents have nothing to do with the way something looks okay it's the way something functions so it's what are the pieces what are the parts what are the mechanical requirements for it to function a certain way and do a certain thing and then a design patent is only the way that it looks okay so one one is purely form one is purely function so my patents are actually utility patents so they are purely function so it doesn't matter what the scs looks like if it functions the way an scs functions it falls under that utility patent
0: so so let, let's ask the 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 question that um anyone that has made an scs in the past i'm sure has thought of as well as myself who has lived in that point of selling them what can you do to 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 people that have made scs and and essentially just just gone gone around just made an scs even though you own a patent on it like is is there any or is or is it too deep or or is it or is it because i've heard like a, a a patent is only what's the wording a patent is only as powerful as the owner makes it or something along the lines of that right (laughs) as
1: deep as your pockets are
0: (laughs) there you go right there
1: yeah so patent enforcement becomes a a whole animal in and of itself um and it really just depends like how much money do you stand to make you know like Mm -hmm. in comparison to how much money legal fees are going to cost you if you go head to head with somebody i Mm -hmm. mean you, you you could end up bankrupting each other and then you know, the only people that win are the attorneys. So, uh, SCS is, it's, it's an interesting one because I mean, like, what could I do? What can I do? I mean, technically, I can do anything I want to do. It, but it's, for me, it was just kind of about picking your battles. And I really just viewed, um, going back to this, like, this, this idea that the most detrimental component in scootering was a threaded fork and the only way that scootering was ever going to get to the next level is if we completely eliminate threaded forks that means that everybody in the industry had to adopt threadless forks and threadless technology and I didn't want the whole sport to adopt ICS because ICS is a flawed system, yeah, in, in my opinion. in my There's still some companies that do it, and technically Dude. it is lighter, it is lighter, but it's not, in my opinion, the best performing. Yeah. In comparison. I'm going to cut them off, bro. It's not good at all. Like, I
2: promise <laughs> you. Like, I, I don't have any foot in the game, really, so I'm going to go out and say it. Dude, ICS is not it. I promise you, bro i everybody that comes into the store you already know i literally will tell them scs all day every day no matter what dude no matter what like IC, i see i hic is good it does not compare to scs dude and i'm not just saying that because you know big dog sitting next to me but i'm telling you right now dude i've basically only rode scs for most of my life it's the best way to possibly put your scooter together that's all there is to it dude that's all there's to it I swear like you want to save life on your lighter material bars there you go scs you're in the game and it's it's all there's to it bro scs is best i promise you swear
1: so that being said it it was going to be impossible for scootering to get to the next level without everybody adopting that and so you know like when we were the only ones making it we we were making you know as much as we could keep up with but like ultimately like and it like we do have, uh, limitations with our manufacturing capacity. I well, mean, yeah, but, uh, we, we, we manufacture in the United States. We're more expensive. Yeah. We have a higher attention to detail and quality and our volume is lower than a lot of the big companies. And so when the sport really started booming, like there was just no way that we could keep up with the, the demand for threadless forks and SCS. So you know i i didn't want to like i had something that i knew was going to help the sport and i didn't want to you know become an enemy of the sport by stopping people from making it so so and it, also companies like the companies at the time were so small like going back to like legal fees and stuff it's like yeah you the, the yeah. sport was so small at that time it's like what am i even fighting for yeah. like if i were to fight for it or try to it, like enforce it and try to get royalties on it and it's like what what is like the 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 cost versus uh reward right analysis on it and it's just like basically you like all that would have done is just hold the whole sport back as a whole and i and you know like at the same time like we're talking about 2009 and so 2009 is pretty much like when i knew I had TDI, like TDI was like in the back of my head, like this is what I want to be doing, like two piece deck, like I like S by 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 the time SCS came out, SCS was already kind of like old news to me. And I was already thinking about the future of my other designs. Yeah, next the, plans. Okay. Yeah. So like I'm looking at it, it's like, you know what? I have other stuff that I'm working on. So I rather have the sport flourish and get more riders involved and, you know, just give them the building blocks that they need and everybody needs to, you know, get the sport bigger and stronger and more established because the, the, the bigger and stronger the sport is when I come out with all this other stuff that I'm working on, I'll have a bigger market, you know, like there would be more, riders, more
0: people. Yeah. More people that actually were able to get parts from other brands and whatever, like, yeah, I, I know where you're coming from, for so, sure.
1: Yeah, and R&D is, like, crazy expensive, yeah, too. Yeah, so your it's time like, and all that yeah, kind of stuff, too. It, yeah, it, it so, it like, I can't, that. I can't, like, justify investing all of these years and dollars into the development of all these, like, systems of compatibility and, like, just all the stuff that I, I've been tinkering with all these years and, like, not be able to sell it. You know, the sport had to be big to be able to pay for all of the research and design that i've been doing you know like at the end of the day i have to sell a product to be able to pay for all the work that i've done right because it does not come free
0: (laughs) well i I think that's a that's a good way to lead us into the next thing that um we're curious about i mean you 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 brought you brought your scoot right here you brought um your your new deck the saturn deck Yep. Um, and it's and it's become uh, definitely something a lot of people are talking about right now, right? And and but I I want to talk about just just your TDI system, right? Yeah. Um. My my question for you, because everybody has their own views on every single part that's ever been made ever. But but my question is, why why in your mind is TDI the design of the future? What what makes it something that is better than something else that that let's just say let's just for for lack of a better example it's something everybody can really relate to a one piece deck why why is that going to be around in the the future
1: why are why is tdi going to be around in the future like
0: why is it the deck of the future i guess is essentially what i'm asking
1: everything about it like what it is infinitely customizable infinitely replaceable so now I say that, but obviously the compatible components have to be available on the market. And that has been one of the, the biggest roadblocks for us, You know, going back to the expense of research and development and launching new products and doing it in relatively low volumes compared to the big brands. When you're trying to, like TDI is not a deck. I think that's where people kind of uh, get confused. It's a system. It's just like having a handlebar and an SCS and a fork and a compression bolt. Like You need all those pieces to work together for SCS to work. Now, with TDI, you have to have the neck, you have to have the deck, you have to have the hardware, you have to have all the compatible components. So can you have any angle head tube? Yeah, but you have to make each of those angles. Right, right. But with a one-piece deck, you have to make each of those angles too. With uh, with the deck, you can have any length and any width that you want. You have to obviously make them and have them available for people to purchase and be able to interchange the components. But once those pieces are out there, the combinations start becoming exponential. So, uh, you how know-
0: exponential? That like like are you are you just talking about like uh, like essentially um uh like because it's 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 all a combination of, of a deck that you make and a head tube that you make how yeah. how how far is exponential to you?
1: Okay, say for example, um, you ride for Envy. Envy just came out with seven signature decks in two sizes each, right? For all of their signature riders, right. So that's 14 models of one-piece deck, right? Right. So right now, Proto has... Oh, well, let me me just take it back. If a shop wants to stock those 14 decks, they have to literally stock those 14 decks. Now, with TDI, right now we have four different sizes of the Eclipse, which is our 5.5. We've got four different sizes of the 6-inch wide, the Saturn, We also have the space deck, which is, we kind of took it out of production to make way for the Eclipse, but we do have plans to bring it back in smaller youth sizes. It'll be re-released as the Space 3, and that'll be in a few different sizes. So, say, four different sizes of a smaller size space. So that's three different extrusions, four different sizes each. That's 12 different extrusions. And then we have our head tube. Uh, right now we're only making 84 degrees, but it comes in six different colors right now. Mm-hmm. So we've got six different colors, 12 different head tubes or uh, deck extrusions. So if you multiply the possible combinations, there's six head tubes times 12 different decks. That's 30. What is that? Oh my God, my math. Here
2: it was. <laughs> Don't look at me, bro. I'm the worst at numbers, so <laughs> yeah. do not look my way. Oh, well, okay, let's let's Hold let's
0: on. um I sh-
1: this is very uh
0: let's do the math very It's very important. It's 72. 72.
1: Yeah. So there's 72. We have 72 different possible combinations for decks right now. And if a shop wants to stock that, they only have to carry the 12 decks and the 6 necks. So hmm. they can stock 18 components, but they get 72 different possible deck combinations out of it for a one piece deck to compete with that a shop would have to carry 72 different one piece decks instead of 18 components you would have to carry 72 like one piece deck it's a one piece deck so it's a one-to-one ratio there is no flexibility there is no customizability so TDI allows a rider to build any setup they want with the catches with the parts that are available on the market. So now that we have, so we started with the Orion, which was a four inch, a four and a half and a five inch wide extrusion. Okay. It had wings on it so we could like cut it down. We could trim it into different yeah, I sizes. Remember. Okay. Then we came out with the space that was five inch. The eclipse is the five, five, the Saturn's the six. And then we do have plans for bigger, bigger decks than that. Sheesh. Um, yeah. I mean, that's always been, the, the, the goal has always been to build the options to fill out the TDI ecosystem. It just takes a lot of time and money and resources and investment and in R&D. And, you know, it's not just making it bigger, you know, right. like the wider a debt gets, you start running into geometrical problems and, you know, you don't want to rush. Uh,
0: I I see the, I see the picture, like I see the picture you're, you're, you're trying to paint for sure. And, and, and as now a shop owner, um, like I can understand how, how, you know, that, that, that would be convenient. Seriously. Um, but, but why, why I get, I guess, why is it not more popular right now? But that's, that's, I know it's a hard question to answer, especially from, from, you know, someone that's creating it.
1: There, there's a number of reasons. Um, What do you you think the main one is? uh, Main, I mean... Is it the expense because it it is
0: essentially what you're trying to picture as like an investment almost?
1: It is, it is an investment. Yeah. And the necks are the most expensive part of the scooter. So, I mean, the the way the system is designed, everybody accepts and knows that your deck extrusion will break. If you, if you ride every scooter, every scooter, ride your scooter, it will break. If it's, if it's it's a two piece TDI or if it's a welded one piece deck, the extrusion will break. Now, There are companies out there that their necks break, which is crazy because the neck should be, like, hands down the strongest, most unbreakable part of the scooter. I mean, that is the heart of the scooter. The neck should never break, and proto-necks, I mean, I I have seen probably, I mean, of production models sold to the public, like, this newest model, the the uh, the Orion TH. I've only seen one of these break, and these have been out for three years now. So I mean, that's, I mean, it's impressive. Like yeah, like it really I mean, I, so. it's And it's the, the one guy impressive. that broke it like jumps off of
2: big old stuff. It's like
1: huge. New you know, era zig short.
2: Yeah, and I was gonna say like <laughs> a lot of decks, dude. Like most decks that do break are at the head tube. You know, like if your deck is not broken yet, if it's cracking or breaking, it's at the head tube most of the time. Not all the time, most of the time. Now breaking at the welds, the welds. around I, the head which tube? I meant though which the I meant welds, that's what I was referring to the welds around the head tube. I wasn't referring to your bob I was referring to the welds around
1: the head tube correct. Yeah. So essentially like you you're buying into the TDI system so you have to get the like if you don't have a TDI neck you have to get the neck in order to ride the deck. Yeah. But once you have the neck the neck is I mean virtually good forever. Yeah.
0: So so it are are you trying to, to market this product to a specific demographic to a specific age range? Because because one of the things that I, I know is, is like fifteen year old or thirteen year old. I should probably go a little bit lower. Thirteen year old Timmy comes in. He's got a pandemonium, rides it, you know, light as hell, snaps it, huh. and, and he gets another one. He's buying them, and he's, yeah, exactly. and he's happy to do so. Granted, his mom and dad buy it, but but. They they just simply don't care, and and as is that being said, are you are you just trying to make it to where it is cheaper for I guess somebody in the long run, and and therefore trying to push it towards that demographic, or are you trying to so push it to everybody
1: I, with with the reputation of Proto? I mean, we're we're you know like the more. Historically, I mean, we've had every type of rider ride for the brand, you know, Brandon, yeah, Brandon yeah. Kilbury was like a full, like technical big air yeah. park type dude. We've had he's my favorite s- rider. Yeah, he, he's yeah. Amazing. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. He it- crazy. But we've also had like super street guys and like later in the history of the brand, you know, we started getting more of that, uh, I guess, hesh street reputation. Yeah. And and that that appeals to, you know, more of like the older dudes. And so I guess like that is kind of our appeal is like the older guys that like the bigger, sturdier setup. So I think we probably have less appeal with the younger demographic, but that does not mean that TDI cannot be a solution for them. You know, like the, the products that I'm designing right now, obviously like the biggest Saturn that we just came out with is 23 and a half inches long. Like a kid's probably not going to ride that, you know, Mm-mm. but that's why I was just talking about the Space 3. We're coming out with youth sizes. Ooh. Now it is an 84 degree head tube going to work with a youth size space deck. Probably not. So we're probably going to have to come out with like an 82.5. Okay on the head tube but w- when TDI first launched back in 2011 I think is when we uh, I mean I was riding the my Mega Ramp scooter for Nitro Circus that was a 6x22 83 degree head tube I was riding that one in uh, 2010 but they didn't the the Orion like the production Orion wasn't available till 2011 and that one came with an 83 degree head tube or an 81.5 It's like super slacked back, but that was, that was pretty much like what the standard was back then because we, we were basically like, like when you had a, uh, a razor pro model and you bolted the folding mechanism, if you put a small bolt in the back, that was 81 and a half degrees. And if you put a big bolt in the back, and it rocked the head tube forward that was 83 degrees. Whoa. So those so like the the original Ooh. the original TDI geometry was based on the two bolt configurations on a Razor. Dude. My brain just got that.
2: juggled a little bit. Bro, I'm yeah, not even going to lie. You, my you I'm over at, here saying like bro, my brain just got juggled. That's crazy. Bro, you weren't around for that one. I never bro. thought about you it. You weren't around for that one. Because bro. I was <laughs> there for like the bolted the bolted pro models, dude, but I never ever thought never put into consideration that the size bolt you use to bolt the specific size, uh, specific part of the head tube was gonna actually change. Yeah, full on, dude. It was dude, that's crazy. Cool. Yeah, wow.
1: people that wanted steeper bars back in the razor wow. days. Wow, you put a small bolt in the front and a big one in the back, and it was it shifted the head tube. Forward.
2: Dude, um, my mind is blown. I literally, I've honestly, I swear, I've been riding since then, but like that never put that. I never considered that. Yeah. Was, my mind is blown. So, and it's it's so
1: Razor, you know, like a Razor is more of like a, a kid, like a young, smaller rider. Like that's the type of scooter that, you know, that yeah demographic is looking for. So, you know, like, the, the, you, again, you have to remember that TDI is not a deck. TDI is not a deck. TDI is not a deck. It is a system. It can be anything that you want. This could be uh, a rounded mad gear head tube with three holes in it. This could be an NV head tube. This could be an anybody head tube. And as long as it has these dovetails and those three holes, it's TDI. The deck could be anything. You know, we, the, the decks that I've been making are, like I said, you know, more street rider oriented, but there's absolutely no reason in the world why there can't be a full park deck profile. And a lot of that, like a lot of the things that make park decks, park decks today, most of it comes from the head tube geometry. So you just like tweak the geometry here. And most of the extrusions are pretty much the same. You know, there's not a lot of variety in extrusions these days. Everybody's riding like pretty much the same types yeah, of profiles. it's close yeah. enough. It's within 30%. So
0: also. for,
1: you know, the younger demographic you know we just we're releasing the the smaller size space three and we'll probably come out with you know i i, I think probably 82.5 is probably like a good sweet spot for like that that smaller smaller size scooter a smaller rider a little bit slacked back and also the the farther slacked back the head tube angle is it just makes it easier to whip and control so for for smaller riders you know this the the really steep head tubes on a small scooter for a little kid like Mm -hmm. it's just too far forward for them
0: here's a question for you with with the way that some decks are going decks are getting cheaper and cheaper depending on the brand of course how how are you going to answer to that how, how are you going to answer the brands that are coming out with a a, a six by 22 for 160 and, bucks?
2: And do you actually want to though? Is another part of that question. Like, do you actually want to, or do you, do you, do you think that everything you're making is just too much of a higher grade to even almost, you know, curve it almost like just to
1: get like with to the back. other companies and stuff. I am not trying to race to the bottom with proto I'm trying to race to the top. So I'm not going to compromise our quality. I'm not going to compromise our construction, our materials, uh, n- none of that, you know, I mean, proto is premium and it, because it is, I mean, that's just a fact. Yeah. Like we really do everything to the best of our ability. Um, so am, am I trying to compete with those cheaper products? No, I'm, I'm not trying to. Um, but I do think that the product could be made cheaper by more streamlined manufacturing. Um, so I actually went back to school um never thought i would do that because uh <laughs> <laughs> what school <laughs> what's that community never heard of it community college down in vista uh, san marcos actually um Balamar? palomar let's go bro palomar. that's where i went
2: bro i i was i lived super close to you uh when i was like 19 i moved down there and i was super close actually i'm getting off the rails again dude That's what i'm here for but <laughs> i lived right across the street from uh that gas station rail that zach did in one of his videos i'm not too sure but it's rail. like uh it's probably like a 10 stair maybe 10 at least dude it was pretty big uh, with oh, the oh, big the the off yes Noros. right across the street dude yeah yep, yeah i yep. lived right there bro uh I won't get into it, bro. I was gonna say I'll get into it, but nah. I'll get off the rails dude. It's all bad over there.
1: Yeah. So our manufacturing, I mean, we we do a lot of stuff in house, but we still have a network of vendors and suppliers in the United States that we work with. Uh, they're all local, all Southern California, um, and I love and appreciate them. But anything that you outsource, even if it's locally there's still a markup on everything. So, I mean, really the only way to compete with imported, uh, products, which I mean, basically every single scooter company with the exception of, uh, TSI is made in the United States. Mm -hmm. Apex is made in Australia. Uh, uh, raw is made in France. Um, and there's one other one. Racy is made in Russia, I believe. That's okay. actually Russian made. Okay. Um, they're the only brands that are actually doing domestic manufacturing. Everybody else is outsourcing to Asia. So um, the only way to compete with that type of price structure is to bring as much as you can possibly bring in-house. So, I mean, my goal has always been to have the Proto factory, the river factory, you know, TGE distribution, like my umbrella, like to have our facility be every single step of manufacturing under one roof. And that mm-hmm. takes so much time yeah. and so much money and and really so much knowledge. You know, I, w- I was just a scooter kid that had visions of really cool parts and didn't know how to make them. Mm-hmm. And I've like self-taught almost this entire time or gotten jobs at machine shops to, you know, like learn these things. Or I was a, you know, I, I was a production welder learning how to weld. Like that's where I learned how to TIG weld and started TIG welding handlebars and forks. You know, I, I was like on the job learning, but there kind of comes a certain point where you like reach this threshold where like as much as you can learn like you've pretty much already learned and your progression kind of starts to slow down so going back to your question you're like how do we get this product line to compete with those cheaper uh, imported products it's to bring everything in house And that requires bringing a full CNC machine shop. We already have Mm -hmm. some CNC equipment, but my skill level is not that of a production level CNC shop. So I went back to school at Palomar, and they've got a pretty cool new like machine technology program there. So I was like full time for four classes this past semester, and then I'll do do three more classes next semester for uh CAM programming. So there's CAD, computer aided design. That's where you like draw your parts and your 3D models and then CAM is computer aided machining. So that's where you take your model and then assign tool paths for the machine to cut and then obviously you have to know how to physically operate the machine. So there there's a lot that goes into it, but that is, you know, those are the baby steps, you know, trying mm-hmm. to bring more and more and more and more in-house, but you know, it just it's time it's money it's resources and it's your skill set so i'm just every single day i'm just constantly trying to expand my skill set so my next question is to basically
2: basically if you made this move it would lighten your load right so <clears throat> why haven't you made the jump to just manufacture everything in asia is there is it the actual specific part like the love and care you put into every single part that you do Um, like what has held you back from just starting to manufacture in Asia? Like, what's like the biggest part of it?
0: Oh, it's the Andrew, that's literally (laughs) Andrew right there, bro.
1: No, like it's (laughs) so many ways to answer that question. I, I think ultimately, number one. I love manufacturing. I really, really love manufacturing. I love going out, getting filthy, greasy, dirty, bleeding, smashing my fingers on the machine, learning how to set it up, making the tooling, making the jigs, making the fixtures, you know, like visualizing and conceptualizing the workflow and putting a production line together, going from raw material to a finished product. I just, yeah, man, I love it. That's I sick. I love it. I, I literally, I mean, Never stop creating. Yeah, you, I mean, bro. that is like my motto. Like, I will die on that hill. Yeah. Like, I want to be hands-on. Uh, and you lose that. You lose that when you outsource. Well, you know, yeah, you, all, yeah. all you're doing is like drawing a part on a computer and it might be a great part, a fantastic part, a wonderful mm-hmm. part. You send it out somewhere and they figure out all the all the steps, all the dirty details to make that a reality. Yeah. But this, this is the one thing that a lot of people overlook is... In order to be the best possible designer, you have to understand how things are physically being made. Yeah. Because you can draw something on the computer and it'll look sick. Like it'll be like the craziest, coolest looking part. But there might be one little feature on there that is impossible. Impossible to actually machine that. Yeah. Or maybe not impossible, but extremely time intensive you know like maybe 90 percent of the work on this part is done in five minutes yeah, but it's not but then there's 15 yeah. minutes left to like carve out this little tiny feature mm-hmm. so like knowing the the capabilities of the machines that are actually going to be making this stuff you know the the size of the cutters, the diameter of the cutters, the, the fixturing, you know, like where, how the part is being held while the metal is being cut and making sure you have all the right clearances and that you're not putting some weird feature in an obscure place that's going to be unreachable by a tool, which will require a second setup, which will require double the handling, double the handling is double the cost. You know, there's certain things that if you're not hands-on you just totally lose sight of like the the cold hard manufacturing like the reality of making the stuff and so not only do i enjoy that it also i believe helps me be a better designer and ensure higher levels of quality and and also you know there's just a lot of stuff in the market that really sucks to work on. Like when I, when I, uh, when I had Freestyle Depot, you know, like Scooter Resource had the SR store, SR store evolved into Freestyle Depot. Like we had a storefront in San Diego retail storefront. I worked on every brand of scooter in there. Like I personally was changing wheels. You had,
0: you would have to, yeah. Like
1: I, I, I have seen everything under the sun in the scooter world. Like, I've physically worked on it because I owned a retail shop. And, like, you can just tell the difference between people who have seen the machines and been hands-on with the machines and know what they're building and people that haven't. You you can just see it. You can feel it. We could still see it today, too, though,
2: because even the part selections that come in to me that I'm looking at and working on, it's still there. You know, it's like, it's almost like to me, I take a scooter back. Right. And I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of thinking like, kind of trying to like make a picture in my mind, like how this kid rides or why he bought this part or has this part on, you know, and it's just like a lot of almost just like, just almost just like, you don't know what you're buying kind of thing, you know? So like they buy certain parts just like that don't match up with certain kind of, you know, forks or whatever. But there's always just, I feel like there's a, in scootering, there's a level of scootering that just is not tapped into where you're actually focusing on why I'm buying this deck, why I'm buying these grips, why I'm buying these wheels. It's more of like a he said, she said kind of thing in the sport. So I'm just, I'm just thinking like, what would make you personally buy a part off the market if you necessarily didn't make it? Like what would make a part more appealing to you if you
1: necessarily didn't make it? Probably just like the concept of it. Maybe not even necessarily. I mean, quality is important, but you can have a really high quality part that's got a really terrible design. Yeah. Yeah. Like quality doesn't necessarily mean it it was well thought out. Right, it just means that you made a bad design really good. And there's there that, that, oh, yeah. that exists. Oh yeah, that exists. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> there's some really high quality garbage out there. Let me tell you. Um, I just somebody you know that somebody that like really put some thought into it because okay. I mean, you can, you can see which yeah, brands you can tell, you just can look tell. at what's out there yeah. and just like copy paste. Yeah. The the worst is when you copy and you don't even get it right. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. somebody already did it. Somebody already did it. Right. All you had to do was look at what they were doing and copy. Like at least if you're going to copy it, do it right. But like that doesn't even always happen. So, I mean, just like original designs where people really like put some thought into it and that th- that is pretty rare out there. Um I I for sure would agree. I, yeah. Like I yeah, said, my sure.
2: my my toes are in the water in the scene, but I would definitely I can definitely tell who's making moves um for their own passion and making moves for their wallet. If that made any kind of sense. <laughs> no, it does. It <laughs> I really does. don't make sense it, no, very it, it much, makes, but it, I would I would sense. say there's there's for sure brands out there that you can really tell that love scootering. And want to see scootering proceed and keep going, and there's also brands out there that want to get the buck. And they want to make the buck right now, and let me get that. Well, you need those people too. Like, let's be real. Like,
1: you, you need you, the. You, you, you have need, to have the entry level. Yeah, you, you
0: have to. Yeah. There's there, there's simply no way around it because people cannot afford to go out and spend four hundred dollars on a brand. because because scootering would have died a long no, time ago. Long ago. You know, like we we needed the Ultra Pro. We need the the little mag Gear. We need the the entry level one S three, but we also need the, the high end scoots that are $600 for people that are throwing crazy things and, and doing whatever the hell it is that they want to do down massive stead. So you, you need those. Uh, and I I have another thing I, w- I want to go back. I just want to step on this one more time just cause I'm curious. Um, you, you know, you've, you've, you, you've made a lot of things and obviously everything's been American made with the exception of small parts, of course bearings bearings and head, bolts headsets little things like that Yeah, i mean that, that type like of it's stuff obvious is... you, you just can't do it here it's just there's nobody that, that here that can actually even pr- i mean there's, there's i'm sure there's factories that can do it but they simply aren't going to offer it to you at a proper price point at least for you yeah. to be even in the same realm as every other headset we have in the store right here no right?
1: astronomically expensive if you do it in right, the States. right right
0: yeah. with that though why not keep why not keep like a space deck okay and and continue to make that here and continue to have your hands on it while having a one-piece deck that is made overseas to where you to where you can be in that realm and and just have more people ride a proto branded deck and 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 because you you say that you see all these brands that make things incorrectly at least and they're not to a standard right especially something that, that you're looking at why not make something else that's just it's still Proto. It's just not what Proto's done forever.
1: I have principles that I will not deviate from. Uh, that's just not the brand that Proto is.
0: It's just not what you're after. It's just not what you're after. Even yeah, even that, if like, it...
1: I, I believe that there is one true standard for scootering, and that is what Proto is proto typing like the the mission of proto is to figure out what the best scooter is and we I mean, that's like everybody's we, mission isn't
0: it <laughs> to an extent you
2: would think you would hope so to an extent you'd hope so
0: there's it's, it's just there's different there's different areas that they're looking at like there's obviously everybody's looking to do the best for for this right like for no no
1: they're not they're 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 And again, like just going back to what you said, I just just want to preface this because I I totally agree that we need the entry-level price point scooters, but we also need the high-end stuff. And we need the mid-range in between. But there are very few brands out there that are really seeking to standardize. Standard is like, I mean, literally, the SCS, standard compression system. I named it the standard because... I wanted it to become the standard. It became the standard. It didn't become the standard because I said it was the standard. It became the standard because it solved the problem so well that nothing else can compete with it. So that's what I'm trying to do with TDI. And there are, I mean, TDI in and of itself is a system of components. So, I mean, there's a lot to tackle there. Mm -hmm. But there are other components that, are not present here today that i cannot discuss but there is more like in the works that i do believe can further standardize scootering now i I think a lot of people think like oh scootering is like 20 years old now like whatever it is now it it, like that we must have reached our final form and i could not disagree more i think there is still more to come there is still more change there is still more standardization like until every scooter on the market is using the same size axles the same size bearing spacers the same size everything where you can take any component off of any scooter and interchange it until that day happens we are not standardized and we are not where we need to be yet
0: but but couldn't you say that couldn't you say that people are trying to do that but they're just trying to do it in their own like almost their own way for example well here's here's an example for you right SCS has been around for days yeah forever right what about like um let's just take like an i ihc compression like it's it's isn't that just another form of somebody trying to create another standard just in another light couldn't you argue that
1: yeah yeah i mean like each brand like within each brand's family of products they are loosely standardized i mean the, the scs is the only like the only true standards that scootering has is our axle diameter not length diameter our bearing size um bars uh the two different handlebar diameters the diameter of our fork our headset those are standards those are interchangeable with everything but even there there's still discrepancies say with the length of a fork tube some fork tubes are too long and you need to ride headset spacers which anybody watching this if you have headset spacers on your scooter take them off and if your setup doesn't work with headset spacers then replace the parts that are causing the problem do not ride headset spacers it is so sketchy so dangerous it creates a weak point under your clamp in between your clamp and your headset don't do it stop 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 it's like you might as well put a threaded fork back on
2: i'm gonna expose it who i'm name dropping okay who this is just me alone disregard the other two if you have a lucky fork and you do not have a lucky deck your fork is will not work the right way that is all i'm saying (laughs) that is all i have to say i promise you it wasn't your fork tube is too long for the head tube and it's not going to work and you're not you're gonna have spacers to the moon that's all i gotta say
1: spacers work but it is it really does create a huge weak point don't do it
2: you'll snap it
0: i want to talk about another thing that that um we mentioned in, in the introduction of and a lot of people know that you're tied to it and a lot of people know that you founded it and it's river t- tell us about river what what i know rivers come a long way and i remember when you first created river which was back in the the, the very first time i rode with the whole nitro crew which again is another thing that you're a part of um t- tell us about river though
1: yeah river uh river was kind of crazy uh river river came about totally different than proto proto just kind of naturally evolved into what it was but uh river was very 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 premeditated um you know i knew i wanted to do something different outside of proto because literally proto wheels like, the five-spoke Proto wheel is the Proto logo. It will nev- yeah. never change. Right, right. 100%, 100%. It, it will never change. 100%. But I didn't want to be, you know, like, limited to the Proto wheel forever. And I was like, well, we got pretty good at making wheels. We make a lot of wheels. Like, yeah. I mean. If I do say so myself, I would ag- I highly agree with that, dude. I would highly agree. So I just figured, you know, like, why not? try a separate wheel brand it, it gave me the freedom to experiment with uh a different core design a different urethane profile and then probably like one of the, the coolest things about it is we were able to start a team and sponsor riders who we couldn't with proto but we could if it's only a wheel sponsor right so the original team we had matt mckean mm-hmm. stefan hefner Mm -hmm. uh hep greg and your your little bro my little bro yeah (laughs) shout out ryan gould yeah
2: gosh dude that's crazy man and honestly just bro sitting next to you has that nostalgia be hitting hard but right when you said hep greg and all those guys i'm just flashback of instant instant colorways and everything dude and i'm telling you hep greg's colorway was honestly by far probably one of like the the sickest colorways the most different colorways honestly now i think about it your first you know i mean every color that you've ran through obviously is its own originality but i would say the first run of river wheels dude by far are probably the most unique definitely the sickest best wheels i've ever rode in my entire life so what really inspired was it like the difference of it or was it almost just like an add-on of what you've already done kind of thing
1: like it's just as far as like the design of the wheel yeah a little bit design
2: and and um and performance too so did you want to make something similar but different from the proto wheel obviously that looked different but rode the same or did you want to do different in both like you want a whole entire different aspect a whole different test that's gonna you know wake, wake you up every day. And it's going to, you know, really test you and see if you can, you know, actually, you know, cause your Proto wheel is literally by far the best wheel I've ever ridden. So how did you possibly think that you could make a wheel that was better or just as good as a Proto without it being the same at all?
1: I mean, it, the, the differences are, there are differences. Oh, for sure. 100%, but there are differences, no, 100%, but, but, but they are minute because I mean, you can't, you know, like Proto, did it really really well like we we did (laughs) it really well well with proto so you don't want to you don't want to try and start something new and then fall short of the expectation you know you want to see if you can actually like exceed Mm -hmm. what the the standard that you already set for yourself yeah that i set for myself in which
2: i I truly think you did above and beyond that to be honest with you i didn't think it was going to get much better than the proto wheel because the proto wheel is by far the best wheel i had ridden prior which I still think it is top tier level wheel today, but dude, you're. I'm telling you, dude, the River wheels like they're just, they're both very good wheels, but it just kills it, dude. I mean, all r- aspects of, uh, you've always killed it, performance and aesthetic wise, and both your wheels by far do both and beyond. If that makes any kind of sense.
1: Yeah, I mean r- River. I- you know, I, I, again, going back to, you know, like the, the proto street appeal, you mm-hmm. know, like more just like rugged, heavy duty stuff. Yeah. You know, I wanted something that was like a little more elegant, you know, a little also lighter because I mean the park scene is huge in scootering mm-hmm. and uh, so many park riders love rivers. So I think we kind of them. nailed that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, It is a slightly lighter wheel. Not by a whole lot, but it is a little bit lighter. Um, But so if if you look at both Proto and River, they both say buff core technology. Mm -hmm. So that...
0: I that's an yeah. Andrew. That's an Andrew thing, right there. Bro. <laughs> that's an Andrew ass saying, bro. Buff core technology. Well,
1: so you know, remember, like I, I, everybody called me Buff. Like that yeah. was like my nickname early on in the sport. I don't really hear it anymore. It was like definitely like Catalyst days. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Elmer was the first one Elmer. that started calling me Buff. Holy and, smokes! And that, and that name oh, was before that, Holy wasn't smokes. it? Holy
0: smokes! <laughs> It was before Elmer was on the team, that's for sure. That was, it was pre proto, bro. That was way. Oh, well,
1: so Elmer was on Scooter Resource. So, oh, was he? So, the original proto team was the Scooter Resource team. So, when wow. I was making SR parts, uh, Anthony Bustos, Twan was actually wow. the first person that I ever sponsored. And then, wow, uh, dude. so basically, and, and he was a park rider. Like the first three people that I ever sponsored were part like they were park riders, but they ended up filming street video parts. But they were park riders, I- and they got sponsored by taking podiums in park competitions. So mm-hmm. Tuan took second place at SD two. Damn. something like that. Damn. Uh, and then Brian Murphy, uh, or no, what was it? Tuan. And then I think it might've been it Brandon. Brandon. Brandon Kilbury was second. And so, so Tuan was the first person on the scooter resource pro team. Then Brandon Kilbury took, I think he also took like second place at, uh, at, uh, one of the tick comps, the incline club out mm-hmm. in Jersey And i went out there for that and that's actually when i met elmer the first time and met like the whole sku york crew out there i think that was like one of my first east coast trips too um and that was probably like 2007. uh and then and then brian murphy came out for i think it was sd3 the next sd right and he took i think it was like all second places maybe if i I remember remember correctly but i think he took like second or third place uh at one of the sds and uh and so basically i was looking at was like wh- what unsponsored riders are gonna rank the highest and then i'm gonna like grab them
0: you know you know you want to hear a funny story bro i i tried to get on prototype when i got denied <laughs> oh, I got snap, denied, son. Because I was 2 park. Oh, man, why are you turning so red over there, bro? Come on, son. It's true. Put him on the spot, Andrew's Andrews gonna redder, do like that? bro. Andrew, put him on that spot. he's Damn. redder than my than this it's cup. True. Oh man, denied,
1: Ray, Ray could have been proto. I got denied, bro. Nine, bro. Oh man. <laughs> Tuan Tuan pushed hard for you to get on proto, but but by that time, so that the first three like. Scooter Resource pros uh Tuan BK and Murphy then like the next generation which was like 2000 and so that was like 2007 then 2008 I I was like okay I have my pro team I want to like bring up like the next level like I'm going to build my AM team and so the AM team was uh Dylan Casson, mm-hmm. Alex Stedman damn and Elmer Ferreras damn so they were the three AMs, and so that was in two thousand and eight, and so that's probably when Tuan was trying to pitch. Ah, uh, I, was pre- oh, I was I
0: was pre Murphy. Were you? Yeah, because Murphy got on, and I was pissed. Oh, I was like, oh. I was like that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I can't
2: believe you did him. Like you put him on the spot, I, bro. I was, <laughs> come on, and son. it's 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 true. It's
1: true. I think I think about that because I'm just like like damn. Hindsight, Imagine baby. Raymond Warner with a prototype. Hindsight, <laughs> baby. <laughs> those, Hindsight, baby. Let me those tell vlogs. you. Logs. Shoot. Yeah, we we definitely went in very different directions, but <laughs> well, here we are back together. Hey, come real. on, son. We never full led.
2: circle, baby. We, hey, we still but cool. We still cool. That 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 just gets me, because dude, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie right now, Catalyst and Armageddon were probably by far my most enjoyable, ever scooter DVDs, long videos to ever watch my entire existence of scootering, even to this day. Now, if you do not mind me asking, my friend, what is the best, not the best era, but what is probably like the most favorite era of your brands, Um, past, present, future, what would you possibly say like is maybe like your most memorable, Um, just for you personally, as, as a brand owner, if you had one?
1: It would definitely be the catalyst era. Like like that, 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 that that first catalyst, like, I think we talked about this earlier, you know, like, what was like the biggest milestone of Proto, just Proto becoming Proto. Yeah. Like that, just like the fact that I just like decided, like, I'm going to start a freestyle scooter company in an industry that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. and see what happens. Like that was huge. You did it. And and then, and then like, you did it. Bringing in a team of like-minded individuals, like you know, you, you hear people talk about like, oh, team, our team, our team's like family, nah. and it's like no, you, like the Catalyst team, you like, can tell the Catalyst, you Catalyst tell. team was you could something tell. so different, and I, I don't know if like any any team in scootering will ever be that tight. I like, highly I mean, agree with that too, dude. I I seriously,
2: I highly agree with that. It just seemed the whole team meshed; everybody was on one page
1: everybody wanted everybody was on one page with completely different styles exactly the catalyst was the most eclectic group like i didn't want a team of people who all rode exactly the same like a bunch of like copycat robots like like i don't i wanted i wanted i wanted proto and i wanted catalyst to show what was possible on a scooter in the street in the park doing grinds Mm -hmm. doing aerial maneuvers flips spins scooter flips like i wanted people to see everything like this is what scootering as a whole has to offer now granted we like filmed a lot of it in the streets and that's kind of like where like proto started getting that street reputation but like i said my first three pros were took podiums in the biggest park events Mm -hmm. and then i sponsored them with scooter resource then the ams were the street guys and then when proto started I took all of those guys and moved them to Proto because I basically, you know, like when Proto started SR parts, like scooter resource parts was dead. Like it turned into Mm -hmm. Proto and those guys moved to the Proto team. And then it just kind of like, they all were just the Proto team. And then we added, uh, Dan Barrett, John Reyes, uh, father time. Uh, Sanchez. Steven Sanchez. <laughs> Sanchez and then last, but certainly not least, and still uh, our oldest pro on the team, Chama Cardenas. Yes, Sheesh. sir. Yeah. Yes, that.
2: sir. The GOAT, bro. The
1: so, damn GOAT. So,
0: I mean, you, you've had some of the most stacked teams in scootering. For for example, the By Catalyst. Far. One of my favorite videos, I was at the premiere. Um, I've been at every premiere for Proto. I've been at every scooter premiere at least most of them locally. Mm-hmm. But that was definitely like one of my favorite teams, even though I wasn't a part of it. <laughs> but, but oh, you were man. with us in spirit. Stop it. <laughs> you still are, bro. I was in the stands. Uh, but, but what happened throughout the past couple of years, what has happened to the proto team?
1: Hmm. So much could be said. So much is going to stay water under the bridge. Uh all I can really say on that is that everybody rides for different reasons. Everybody are attracted to different brands for different reasons. Um and a lot of people have expectations and sometimes they're realistic, sometimes they're not. Um and sometimes Things just don't work out. And you know, teams teams get built and teams get torn down and teams change and teams evolve. And that mm-hmm. is just the nature of the beast. Like teams are everything. Not,
2: man. Yeah, soccer, e- everything. baseball, basketball. It's it literally is the same with everything.
1: Yeah. So I've had a lot of people over the years and you know, I mean really Chaym you know, I still talk I, I still basically talk to virtually everybody in catalyst some way more than others, but Mm -hmm. like probably at least I don't go probably more than a year without talking to at least everybody that was involved with catalyst Mm -hmm. like that, that, that connection is something kind of different that I I don't, I don't know if I'll ever have that again with anybody. It was just like such a formative period of my life and in the sport and uh, yeah. Um, But but the the rest of the guys that have come and gone, you know, they all contributed great things to the brand, and they all went their separate ways, as everybody else has, and everybody has their own reasons, and uh, that's just kind of how she goes. And you know, we just keep looking for more passionate yeah, uh, unique riders you know i i, I really like i don't believe that i've ever sponsored a bad rider dude, I, just, I, have, I have never sponsored a bad rider. it's
2: amazing to hear dude because you know i would hope they're speaking of you the same way you're speaking of them um but uh you know there's some people in the sport that are not as you know um thankful as others and maybe as thankful as you are you know to have that time and period in their in their life and stuff and uh i would just truly hope that the people that you're speaking of right now are would say the same things about you because i truly think everything at that in that era was beautiful and i still think your brand and everything is beautiful and i truly hope that people do realize um what you give back to the sport is amazing and i truly hope that that team during the catalyst days that you have another team that gives back to you just as much as you still get back to the sport. If that makes any sense, you know, cause you do give a lot of your life and everything, you know, I, I don't really know you too much, but listening to you talk and watching you just, you know, present yourself. It's, it's truly amazing just because like you said, you started the sport when it was nothing. And you know, scootering still really isn't where we want it to be. And you're still going hard, bro. So I truly, I truly hope that the guys that were on that team at that time would sit, here on this couch if they were able to and talk the way the same way that you are talking about them because i truly believe it's it's beautiful bro you know no matter what happened at the end of the day right or wrong you're still talking them all up gassing them up and i truly hope that the same guys that you're talking about would do the same for you bro because seriously i truly think they should and i hope they would too
1: i would hope so too with some time to reflect on the past And just, I guess, with age you get perspective, and I think you know, youth, youth brings a lot of naivety, yeah, and age brings a lot of maturity and perspective. So I mean, and that goes for, that goes for me just as much as it goes for anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. I I spend a lot of time reflecting on everything,
2: as I hope everybody else would too, because I do the same thing. No matter what it is, scootering, you know. high school you went to the homework you did last night like i hope you everyone sits back and reflects about every action they've made because every action you make every single day is possible to look back on you know maybe should i've done it this way should i've done it better should i've treated someone better you know in the whole nine so you know it's just sick to hear you know because at the end of the day i know without you even saying it you could sit here and you know bash a lot of guys for the way they've treated you and talked to you and stuff like that and you know um, but I really, I truly do appreciate everything you've done for the sport and every, the way you're even talking to the guys that maybe necessarily wouldn't reciprocate the, that. Now, my next question is, cause I'm being very selfish. Who is, if you had to sit down and watch a part or watch someone ride in person, who would it be? Past, present, future. Doesn't matter. Who would it be prime or not? doesn't matter. Uh, <clears throat> and they could have been a part of your team. I actually, if you, I would like someone from your team and then maybe someone that you wish you could have had, or maybe, like, you know, like kind of, me. Like, yeah. someone like uh, me. <laughs> Raymond Warner. Yeah. I'll take I'll take it. Oh, Warner's second street, question.
1: street video part. Jeez. Bro.
2: I'm saying, I told him, bro. Go buy a VX. Big, bigger oh, size deck, Lord, with, the <laughs> big deck
1: with the
0: thermal bars. I'm going be filming that video with a 1DX and a GoPro. That's what I'm
2: going to have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With the Will Scott back lip down Jeez. the twenty stair. Nah, it's like... <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, somebody on my team?
2: Bro, if you tell me my little brother right now, I'm going to get up and leave. Don't say him. <laughs> Do not say him. I'll leave. Just kidding.
1: Your brother is really extremely talented. Yeah, he's He nice, makes bro. everything gonna he does he's look nice. so clean. I mean, he, he is a pleasure to watch. Mm. Um... Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, bro. Just kidding. Man, who...
2: that to put you on the spot, dude. No, um,
1: you that's, had a lot of that's guys. what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for, I guess. I'm just trying to think. I mean, like, current team lineup? Like, current team... Anything.
2: Literally anything. I'm not going to lie. I don't know his name, but his Instagram name is Captain High, and he's on your team right now. Bro, he's he, a dog. He's, he's nasty. He's unreal. And Philip too. Phillip's gross, too, bro. We, They're both disgusting and nasty.
1: We have a love watching both super of them. stacked europe team and those guys are all yeah he's uh, dude they're dogs bro and even like i said i
2: don't know names so i'm sorry stan sir lancelot is nasty Tyrese. too i met i didn't meet him like i met him because i was with him and ryan at the at the street jam and he came up and he was like giving him kudos and stuff and I was like, bro, like, dude, that's Sir <laughs> lot, bro. He's nasty. <laughs> like, I never know how to approach these guys, dude, because I want to be like, bro, you're honestly gross. Like, nice to meet you, but it's like I'm just like standing over by afar. I'm like, damn, I see your Instagram, I see your videos, bro. You're nice. He, he's gross. He's nasty, bro. He, he got is, dummy
1: tricks, dude. He, he just like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than he just like handles it. Yeah, like whatever, nice, whatever it is he's doing, he's nice. he just handles it. Yeah um yeah he he's super fun to yeah, watch sick, um dude.
2: captain high has got the probably the nastiest style that i'm looking at right now i'm not gonna lie bro yeah i watch his clips on instagram every day i'm like damn he's I, don't nice. know, I, I don't know i don't know i nice we, we,
1: we got some guys on the team right now that like i like i mean all the people who have written for the the brand before you know that like mm-hmm. like i said like we i, I i've always like looked for like very it's freestyle it's freestyle so i want people to ride however they want to ride i don't want them to ride like anybody else so i've always tried to pick like really unique styles and you know everybody that we've had ride for the brand was enjoy like i enjoyed watching everybody ride in Mm -hmm. whatever way they chose and you know the the new generation is the same i mean all the guys you just mentioned i mean they're they're awesome to watch we've got alex montserrat Mm -hmm. out there too he's got super unique style um super creative super extremely passionate about scootering Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is also something that i really really appreciate by far absolutely and that's
2: easy to tell by every team you've ever made even to now dude like it's not guys that just are good they're guys that ride scooters and they ride every day you know you don't have to do everything some spectacular every single day but as long as you take pride in your work and your work ethic on the scooter it really shows though it really does show through every team dude because like i said like the guys that you've put on your teams river proto they ride they ride to ride they don't ride for this and that they don't ride for free parts they don't ride for this and that they ride to ride because they like scootering and it's almost as just like comes as like a bonus you know what you know i'm good enough and I'm a good enough guy, good enough character, good enough role model, you know, to oh, be damn. put in this and to be put in this situation, you know, because you could be good at scootering. But at the end of the day, you kind of want someone that's going to be able to be looked up to, you know, you don't want someone who's going to be a meathead and go to the skate park to act a fool, but do nice tricks. You know, you want someone to be relatable, respectful and kind of look up to and every team that you've put together and still put together, it really does show. Truly. It really does show for someone that actually does like scootering and watches scootering. If you like the, the sport in general, you, that's easily, that's
1: easily seen without your teams. And And which is,
2: I really respect too.
1: Either I'm, either I'm picking people with that mindset, hopefully, or I mean, or they're feeding off of what I'm putting out there. Mm. I don't know what it is. Um, but I have been, Super fortunate. Yeah. Um, and the guys that we got, I was just thinking yeah. uh, Michael Assad. I, I just had like a flash of his inverted hand plants. Dude. One, One tooth wonder. Bro. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. bro. that 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 is I'm an Instagram
2: like... name kind of guy. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. He knows exactly what you talking <laughs> about, One bro. One tooth wonder, bro. I almost flew out of my seat <laughs> just now, bro. He's nasty i i nasty i got i got, I got all somethin'. aspects bro he'd be doing hill clickers and stuff bro he's edmund crazy.
1: tagalog too he's like another he's like our our new hometown he, hero so we yeah, had the Zach, san diego homie huh yeah, Z- Zach yes, Martin. Bro. we had well i mean we still have he's like doing family stuff, life yeah, stuff. Man. He got, yeah he got he got married his wife's in the air force he's like we've been on, doing his thing man yeah working on a career which i mean like that's just the reality you know i'm not like I'm not going to kick you off because you're growing no, up yeah, yeah. you know? no, no, like no, no, he no. he's he's been down for the brand yeah. forever and that gap to board slide next level yeah yeah so i mean gap the board slide boy uh, but yeah Edmund is like our new like local dude he's yeah, kind like lesser known but he's, no, he's I, yeah, definitely super Seriously. sick nasty. yeah he's super nasty
2: I, I see him all i see him all over Proto, bro he's nasty Ooh. nasty Ooh. i really Ooh. like that you still do you know support your your own you know city and everything like that just like just like zach too you know homegrown yeah, I'm guy tr- and- i'm trying
1: to like push an sd more dude i want to i, I want to get like more like just hometown blood going again because
2: no i'm dude it's still big over there i still see a lot of oh, guys now i i don't necessarily agree with some of the guys uh viewpoints on scootering over there um i think a lot of guys over there have a uh, small minds and um i don't know i want to say the guys are definitely the younger group over there that's coming just doing up. their own thing doing their own thing but i i just i just I, I i think they bring that weird skate mentality to the sport where if you don't do things the way they do it then it's
1: then it's whack which is like which the is also antithesis. Whack. that's the antithesis of freestyle i
2: think it's whack that like free you know,
1: freestyle free means the freedom to do whatever, whatever you, you want, want however man. you want, wherever you want, ride what you want, wear what you want, listen to what you mm-hmm. want, edit the way you want, do do whatever you want. That is freestyle. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And, and like who embraces the freedom the most? Like are, are you a conform style or are you a freestyle? Yeah. I don't want conform style. I want freedom. Yeah.
0: So throughout the past couple of years, um, I know like your, your brands have kind of gotten... Some negativity, some negativity, kind of surrounded through them, right? How did that affect River?
1: Rivers, uh, Rivers held pretty strong, pretty steady. Um, the riders that we have on River, the, the the cool thing about River is that it's only a wheel sponsor, mm-hmm. so you know, like relatively speaking, the expectations from riders. To a sponsor who only supplies essentially one component, their expectations are lower, and I guess more realistic mm-hmm. of what the brand can do for them. Um, and also at the same time, <laughs> puppy <laughs> Maros Barkley here Marley she is.
2: Here. She was Hello. barking at him earlier. And now she's he's his best friend. Hi, hi, I was messed hi. up. You ready for this interview? She's about to attack this dude earlier. here. <laughs>
1: You ready for this interview? <laughs> tell them what. Tell them what you really think. Let them know, Mario. Tell them what you feel. <laughs> um, yeah. So a, most of the guys that ride for River, because we are only a wheel sponsor, you know, they ride for other companies, and a lot of these guys ride for some of the bigger, biggest brands, and mm-hmm. those brands do have high expectations of them, so they're already kind of on that. Uh, they they they're kind of just on a different level, you know, because they they really like they're already working with bigger brands that expect you know like certain things out of them and so I don't really like river doesn't have to ever really enforce anything on our team because they're already kind of like a higher caliber of writer mm-hmm in a professional sense okay not necessarily i'm not like talking about like higher like they're they're better riders they do better tricks than my other team meaning say- they actually ride almost. No, like, like they're like they're almost <laughs> like, like they, actually almost ride. Like they, it's, they, they it's, are
0: they are a face of scootering it's yeah. how they conduct
1: themselves right. so okay. I, I always say like okay. the, the the biggest thing that differentiates an am from a pro is not your riding ability it's no. not your tricks it's It's your mentality, it's your mindset, it's how you carry Mm. yourself, how you promote yourself, how you interact with your sponsors, your fan base. And that could be just literally as something as simple as the kids at your local skate park, you know, like how you treat these people. And Mm -hmm. that is really what separates the difference between an amateur and a professional, exactly. I, I think that gets lost to the terminology. You know, for sure. everybody, everybody yeah, throws sure. around, everybody throws around am pro, pro am. Well, because they see on TV, they see it, on they see yeah. it on, like
0: on TV, They're like oh, he's a pro skater. Like, yeah, he's but, just good. Yeah, but mm. pro
1: literally means oh, professional. Pro. Yeah. Yeah. Am literally means amateur. Yeah. You're an amateur. You're not a professional right. yet in I mean, all aspects of this word.
2: All aspects of the sport, not just riding, not just. It's how you conduct yourself on and off the scooter, bro. When you show up to the skate park without your helmet on, how you're interacting with the people, and then how you interact with the people while your helmet's on in the skate park. It's the same thing. You have to conduct yourself in an orderly manner, manner, manner or you're not going to get anything from it, dude. Like, I get all these calls and stuff like, how do I get this? How do I get that? It's like, there's no right or wrong answer to it. You just do it. And it's what you put in, yeah, dude. It's what it, you absolutely. put in. Yeah, like, you hard. get
1: out what you put in. Like you can't sit there no. asking for things, expecting oh. things. Like you have to put in to get a return. Yeah. I
0: mean, I, I can't tell you the, the amount of people that I rode with on the same team, and, and I'm thinking like these guys are just they're happy to be a part of a team, and, and Ooh, I exactly. and I hear that they got the boot because. Yeah they just instantly started demanding things
2: well how many how many pros have you guys have dealt worked with or rode with that don't have the same ideals and they get they get gassed because of it like you get canned because of it bro like you cannot like your skill will take you so far but your mindset and your work ethic will take you way farther
1: way way farther dude it's
2: it just it's way more than just what you do on the scooter
1: yeah, like seriously, dude. Like Shayma is a perfect example. Of yeah, that. and I was. Shayma Ch- is one of the hardest working dudes in scootering. That I, know, I'm not saying like I mean, there's a lot of people that I don't have like super close connections with. I mean, the the scooter community is big. Like, there's lots of people all over the world. So, I'm not trying to say like, yeah, he's Chama's the man. better than yeah, everybody. No, but no, maybe, yeah. maybe. I mean, <laughs> in your, hey, but in in
2: your eyes though, dude. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I'm I'm on the same boat with you. Like. Chema's the dude
1: he's the dude i mean dude He Here, he, he knows everywhere. what to do in front of the camera behind the camera editing i mean he the, the dude in has the business, edited for, office like yeah like does he, it all he 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 he, he, Conducts prom- he himself. promotes the yep. brand he supplies yep. parts in mexico he films his dude like he has a team in yep. mexico yep like he rides for proto but he like so. Chema has Keen Death. That's like his. It started as a clothing brand back in the day, but now he's using Keen Death to basically. It's kind of like
0: kind of show some love to other writers. Yeah, it's, dude. It's kind
1: of like I guess you could call it like a production company. Like he, he's you know like putting on events down there. He's filming so and editing beast, videos. So, so it's beast. it's just like turned into like this like scooter promotion and team just promoting scootering in mexico and he's he's like running all of that and so that's actually i don't know if you saw the caption on um on his uh new excuse me his uh signature neck announcement so about um that thing goes so hard because that's like the keen death logo and so like proto proto Mm -hmm. and keen death we've got you know there's Chema has riders down in Mexico that were basically like collaborating with. So like Chema rides for Proto, but then there's dudes that ride for Chema. So he they go ha- hard, he bro. has kind of like a little like satellite team in Mexico and so that's kind of like They go hard. Like he is kind of like I guess you could say like filtering or like grooming some mm-hmm. Mexican riders to potentially like sick, work dude. their way onto Proto. Sick. So so um, giving them like a shot so and like sick. a little bit of light yeah, yeah. But, shedding but, light on the scene, dude. But, That's like, the, the filter that Chama is, you know, putting in place yeah. is, is like that. It's, it's a level of professionalism. <laughs> like, he, he's not going to send one of these riders to Proto if they haven't proved themselves mm-hmm. that they, like. So it's like they, their first, they, it's their yeah. first
0: step in that totem pole kind of thing.
1: But, like, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. real step,
2: yeah. a real step, not like. You know, like, I know this guy, so I might get hooked up a little bit. It's like, oh, man, I know this guy, but I want to work with him. I've, I'm have i trying to perfect my craft, and I want to take this sport and company to the next level, and I'm ready to get after it. It's not just asking for a handout, like, yeah, I need this, I need that. It's, You put as much effort into the sport as this guy is, it's going to be reciprocated, right? You know? He's putting a lot of effort into everything that I can ride and perfect. So that way the whole scooter community can ride it as well and feel the same level of comfort comfort that I do. But at the same time, I'm also progressing myself as a human, as a you know man or woman themselves, boy or girl, doesn't matter. I'm progressing myself as a human being and I'm progressing someone's business. That means a lot to me as well because you're not just representing myself. Just because I ride a proto deck doesn't mean I'm representing myself on proto. I'm representing myself as a human being and Andrew as a human being and as a right. business owner, right? Right, right, right. I want to give the best perspective on my on this brand and this company as I possibly can. So when I when he's having guys and floating them stuff to go to the skate park and progress and continue their own brand and his brand at the same time, it should be a something that just is hand in hand, right? It's hand in hand. I love scootering. I love this brand. Let's build it together. Right. So that's what I, that's what I truly think that scootering is almost missing in this point in time is a true love to just get better and have fun rather than just getting exposed and
1: getting clout and like likes and stuff. You know, at, at the end of the day, you know, like <sighs> It is pretty demanding, you know, like have all these expectations for writers because yeah. the, nobody's really making a living. No, that, that's, no, that, no, that's not, like the harsh the reality. Like, we're not that
2: we're not the we're not in that point in time. We'll get there. We're just not there yet, which is completely fine. There's no right or wrong answer to that. It's just completely fine.
1: Yeah. You just you have to do it because you love it. Yeah. And you your to. skill will open the door of opportunity. But what you do after that, and this goes back to the differentiation between amateur and professional, Mm -hmm. you know, like an am skill will open the door to becoming a professional. Mm -hmm. But they like pro isn't a title. You have to you have to actually like embody it. You You have have to become a professional. And and it's like we said, you know, it's what you do on the scooter that gets you there, but it's what you do off the scooter that keeps you there. And because there really isn't enough money to survive in scootering, I've always, 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 always tried to promote diversifying your skill set to my team riders. You know, like learn how to film, Mm -hmm. learn how to edit, learn graphic design, Mm -hmm. learn about team management. Or if you, you know, if you want to visit the factory, learn about manufacturing, learn about CAD design, learn about machining, learn about welding, you know, like scootering, like being part of the sport and the community and being uh, closely tied to a brand, especially a brand like ours where we're literally manufacturing this Mm -hmm. stuff. Like my team has such a higher level of exposure to Mm -hmm. all the inner workings of a business where they can get way more experience in like skills that will last them a lifetime skills that will pay their bills when their time on a scooter has come to an end. Yeah. And that's just being real. Like you're not going to be a scooter rider. I mean, you can be a scooter rider at heart forever, but you're not going to be at some crazy competitive level or filming crazy video parts forever. Like You, you do have to kind of take into consideration what, what is going to happen after this. And if you can use, if you can get your foot in the door with your skills on a scooter to learn other skills that are going to last you a lifetime, then why would you not take that opportunity? And and those are the types of riders, like the riders that, that figure out how to successfully make that transition. Those are the people who inspire me. Chema is a perfect example of one of them. Exactly. Um, i'm trying to you know just off the top of my head uh i guess like i don't know writers that have done it uh well i mean like writer like in what aspect like charles padel he's he's a great example of somebody who works in the industry now Mm -hmm. like he transitioned i mean he's still a writer still extremely talented one of the most well-rounded riders mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah, yeah. yeah. no for and, real. i back that and Not now and now he you know he a, a lot of like the, the best way to get it like to stay involved in scootering is through marketing yeah like, if, if you can get yeah if you, if you know how to do video photoshop illustrator you know like vector or raster graphic design i mean if you can do any of that stuff and you're good with social media and making movies and or film video you know just any promotional ma- media like that can keep you in scootering the longest um who else uh tommy didano with outset select yeah, rider that tommy, started dude. a retail That's operation sick. and like, he
2: still doesn't doesn't even scooter anymore really because he really can't but
1: he, he can't but his the passion he's still scooter still there rider. which he's is sick i like rider. that a lot it, it really it speaks volumes to me just like hell mary Pirinen like he, mary Piranen from finland i mean the that guy is exactly like, in Finland. He's like a national celebrity. Yeah, I mean, he, he, his, his list of accomplishments and contributions to scootering are almost beyond compare that you've got, you know, some of the brand owners, Kevin Demay, first and yeah. foremost, uh, dissidents ethic and all, all kinds of snow scooters and yep. price point scooters. And I mean, that Kevin is, a he's a phenom in the sport. Yeah. Um, uh you've got colin with tilt dom with aztec regan with native um you know like the, these are guys who scooter riders who you know they they developed a skill set on but then more importantly off the scooter that will last them way longer mm-hmm. than, than their, their than they their riding right? skills yeah. alone you know yeah. sure so, yeah. like those those are the types of people that like i mean it. it it's awesome for like the young generation to look up to, you know, really talented scooter riders that do really cool tricks. But at a certain point, it shouldn't be only about that. You know, like you 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 fade out. Exactly. Your
2: tricks and stuff will fade and and your, your, uh, attitude and your energy you bring to the sport will stay there forever. You know? So your attitude and energy is going to trump those, Tricks and everything those clips and those videos you did all day every day, right? So um, I think people really just need to understand that in this sport of scootering. Yeah like, Yeah Watching a cool web edit and all that is sick But it's also a lot cooler when I have a real professional who wants me to get better and wants me to actually get a better Understanding of the sport as a whole and it's not just me hopping on my scooter getting sponsored and doing tricks for clips and Instagram videos. It's about me having fun enjoying my life as a personal human being and enjoying my friends around me right you know like it's all hand in hand if i'm having fun at the skate park and i have a really nice team around me everyone's having fun we're all session getting tricks getting clips it makes scootering 20 times better right that's what i love about that i've said it so many times on this podcast dude like scootering is fun because it's not meant to be an activity to be done is cool. Like you don't hop on a scooter to be cool.
1: No, You hop Fil- on a skateboard. Filming, filming videos with your friends is what it's all about. Yeah,
2: it's all it's all it's just about.
1: Like that, me- that, that. That's where Seriously. it all started. That's where all it is. The, like that, that is ultimately it, you know? Yeah. And, and like, I, I love, like, I mean, I I love full length videos, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's super difficult for those to, <clears throat> to still... It, it, let, me, let me rephrase it. It's super difficult for a brand to justify paying for a full length video yeah. because to get, you know, it doesn't 10, 10 people on a team to all finish a video part in time and paying for trips and going everywhere. You know, like I did that. At a time when I was still actively riding constantly, I was the one going on the trips and mm-hmm. filming and organizing and doing all that. Like my time is spent in the factory mm-hmm. almost entirely because my skill set is in the factory. Th- th- the skill set that I developed off the scooter is now become yeah. my life. You know, I, I haven't the last Nitro Circus show that I rode was 10 years ago. Like that's crazy that's That's crazy like i rode nitro circus 10 the last show i did was 10 years ago the first show i did was like almost 12 years ago so it's like you do have to find a way to transition but i think that you know like the people who are still at that point in their life and in their writing where they have a good group of friends Mm -hmm. someone's got a camera and you're just going out and you're filming each other you, you those like I get super, super hyped on, uh, just the homie videos, the crew videos, like, like if it's you and your friends, you can totally justify making a full length, Mm -hmm. you know, in your hometown, you guys can get a group of people together. You can film, you can edit, you can develop again, you know, whoever's doing the filming and the editing, they're the ones that are developing that skill set. Like that's going to take them somewhere. Yeah. Um, and that's what it's all about you know like uh matt mckean and david co with trend kill like that's what they're promoting mm-hmm. and i i do back it you know like yeah. i do like I, I think i i have gotten a little bit of criticism for you know not putting more emphasis on full-length videos but dude i've made a lot of them yeah you've done your fair share you've done i was fair gonna share, say you've yeah. done you've
2: done plenty in the full length scrooge scene to be honest where like i wouldn't expect Like anything else that I would see from you full length wise is literally just extracurricular. I'm not even going to lie, dude. Like, it's like you've not necessarily said like you've been there. Like, you've been there, done that, obviously, to the absolute T. But like, dude, I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, if you didn't make another Proto Catalyst DVD again, like, I wouldn't hate you for it at all. Like you've been there and that that might be the reality like i don't
1: i don't know and you know we talked earlier about you know just like how unique that catalyst team was that catalyst yeah i mean we still went on to make armageddon reincarnate yeah we also did the uh freestyle depot had a full length video that really doesn't ever get talked about it was called fun and easy like the freestyle depot full-length video was actually like really really dope really solid really dope yeah so I've done like four full lengths it, well, And one. Then like, if you count intermission mm-hmm. intermission was released in parts on YouTube, it wasn't like a start. To, it, right. Intermission's right. the only one that doesn't have an intro and credits, which is kind of like, in my opinion, what like defines the full length package. So mm-hmm. it was like 90% of a full length. But anyways, you know, like I, 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 I love filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And when I was going out with the team and, filming and editing like that i was all about it yeah but my responsibilities my obligations are in the factory factory. so you know i i I, I want to see i want to see that stuff keep going it's just like difficult so
2: i
0: yeah i understand that
2: Um, for sure so not to you know go back on everything but you know when you do see some negativity about you know your brands that you put a lot of time and effort into right when you do see things that are kind of contradictory to like what you've been doing and what you believe in, how does it affect you? Does it make you feel a certain way? You know, does it, does it kind of, you know, throw you off your mindset? Like, you know, like, um, yeah, you know, like I've been it, working hard to do this and that, and then you want to just squash it and, you know, say some certain things about my brands. Like, does it, does, it, does it, the like backlash make it. you feel, uh, does it upset you? Does it motivate you? Does it do both? Like what kind of like when you get certain backlash on your brands, what is your mindset? Because I'm on the outside looking in. I have no idea, right? You know, like I have people that, you know, hate on me for like if I was wearing something weird or if I did like a trick that was weird, you know, but what like what kind of things do you get as a brand owner? And then how does it affect you? Just because like I said, I'm on the outside looking in. I have no idea what goes through someone like a brand owner's mind. Like what? like do you get affected of it by all i like not by all at all or like is it almost just like motivation just to do better
1: uh it's it's a roller coaster honestly It's a total total roller coaster um like being in my position you know like that the, there's a lot of brands out there every brand mm-hmm. has an owner. Yep. And not every brand owner is the face of their brand. Nope. No. So I'm I'm in a a (laughs) unique.
2: I promise you, no,
1: I'm in a unique position where, you know, like I could just like go hide behind the scenes and just like put myself out of the firing line. Yep. But that's not proto. Like I like, I am proto. Yeah. I, which I was yeah. going to say, like, <laughs> like which uh, I was going to say, I truly. Like, uh... Proto is me. I am proto. Yeah. Like, what, what, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, yeah. like, it, it falls on me. Yeah. And, you know, it. The, all of the successes mm-hmm. feel incredible. All yep. of the failures feel devastating. Mm-hmm. The, the hate when it comes in waves, you know, it, like, sometimes things are great and then. Something mm-hmm. gets people triggered, and then you're in the firing line for a little while, yeah. and you know it, it. It sucks. It totally sucks. You know because yeah. it, it's something that I've literally dedicated my life to. Something that I love. I'm super passionate, extremely passionate about. Yeah. If you can't tell, come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I and, can't tell. Tell me more. And it's like you know, I'm uh, like everything that I do, I do for scootering. Mm-hmm. Like right. proto is literally prototype. I'm trying to prototype. Yeah the perfect scooter mm-hmm. for all scooter riders and i want to do things i'm trying to do things that make the industry proud that yeah. makes scooter riders proud to be riding a scooter to be part of this industry i mean dude i've lost count of how many people have that logo tattooed on them like that like they are per marked for yeah, there's life. a lot marked man. for life there's with my brand I owe it to everybody to like fulfill. like I have an obligation to make sure that proto stays mm. sick forever. Yeah. So, I, uh,
2: so I have some say, so I would contradict you and say that you don't have an obligation to them. I would f- say well, that it's to myself too, because to yeah. I got it on exactly. my yeah. face too. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but I know like, you know, there's probably some guys out there and stuff that, you know probably say you them stuff and all this stuff dude but you know i truly believe that everything you've done for anyone that is on your team that you don't owe them anything no matter what they did or made what videos they made or anything i truly don't believe you don't owe anyone anything and if i was seriously sincerely sitting here right now saying anything i could i would sincerely sincerely say that if anyone owes anyone anything it's the guys that you've Prior, put on the team and put on and done stuff for is what i would say they owe you things and i wouldn't say anyone owes you anything just because you've put so much time and effort into what you've done you've perfected your brand and your parts and everything and no matter what i truly believe that anyone that was a part a part of you that i would say that you don't owe them anything is what i would say Long story short, you don't owe anyone anything, dude. And <laughs> dude. Say anyone, <laughs> like. Gonna gonna say time. it, bro? Hey,
1: Just shut AJ, up, bro. Damn, AJ. that purple bag hit him. <laughs> purple bag hit AJ, cut it out. Cut it out, nah, no, 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 for real, hey, though, bro. This is the hey. crown, crown Royal
2: commercial yeah, <laughs> right here. I would truly say, seriously, dude. If I had anything to say bef- on I top uh, of the other things I said, you don't owe anyone anything. That's what I had to say.
0: Do you think that anybody owes him anything? <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know it's funny because like buy me a bottle buy right, me a hey, bottle of crown right yeah when, we're, and, hey, and we're good <laughs> right yeah. when you asked me that question <laughs> you I'm actually like i thought you were like, you were you were like being up. serious i was like i'm <laughs> about to, I'm say about say to sit again. here and be like okay let me let me just let me maybe just maybe sit, sit down let me let me let me answer this question this real question real quick and you clowning on me bro <gasps> next uh next
0: so you know you've gone through a lot right you've gone through a lot in scooting you you've seen a lot go down. You've seen the birth of scootering. You've seen the growth. You've seen the ups. You've seen the downs. You've seen the manufacturing. Uh, all the pros and cons. But but as an individual, as Andrew Broussard, where do you think that you stand in scootering right now? And and like let's let's say there's there's a picture on a wall of of Andrew Broussard. The majority of the, the scooter industry what do you think they would say about that photo
2: beyond the fact that i'm trying to do like a little handlebar over here and then he just wants to like show up and just dust me in the handlebar mustache contest so <laughs> it's all right you know i i get compliments here and there like hey that's pretty sick i don't know if anyone's actually meaning it or not but uh just to let you know you showed up with your handlebar and i wanted like shave mine off so
1: that's all i gotta say <laughs> huh. so which wall are you gonna give me in here to uh to hang my portrait and then we can, we can find out what people say. I, I, I'll get, I'll give you this wall right here. bro. No, I, I mean, where do I want to be? I can probably answer that. Where am I right now? What? I don't know. I feel like I've been pretty, you know, like I guess my face is tied to proto. Um, you know, like there's very few brands out there where the owner of the brand is the face of the brand. Surely, so um, seriously though, you know, I can't, I can't really like be totally out of the limelight, so to speak. Um, but I have been pretty like behind the scenes for a little while now. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not like really putting myself out there all the time here, here and there. But uh, yeah, just I, I, don't know, I, I. I guess, you know, when people see me, I want them to think of Proto and the, the technology that we've developed and the, the quality of our parts and the standards that we've implemented and the work that we've done. You know, I want that to be, you know, like what I'm recognized okay. by. Um, <clears throat> and I guess like just where I stand in the sport, I, I don't know, just an old writer that transitioned to the business, you know, like uh, I'm still a writer at heart and I still ride from time to time, not even nearly as much as I would like to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess like when people see me like just a, a rider that a writer that, uh, transcended riding and is there to still, uh, build, build and nurture the industry that I care about. And I mean, that that, that's what I hope people think of when they see me (gasps) that that, that I'm, I'm there with good intentions to try and just keep the sport healthy and sustainable and just uh, give people products that allow them to have just as much fun as I did Mm -hmm. when I was riding a lot.
2: So my next question to that is if someone were to sit here and question that to think that you were doing things in the community for the wrong Aspect of it What would you say to them? Like if someone if someone was sitting here, you know, like counter arguing everything you have to say about scootering, Basically, what would you say to them? Like if someone? Basically put words into your mouth and was saying you're doing this and this and this for these reasons what would you say here, here to them? Here we go again, bro. Exactly. No, I'm just saying in German, bro. Like, There's someone out there that would seriously like sit there and kind of question what everything you okay, said. Okay, do, 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 do I own a new car?
1: No. No. Have I ever owned a new car? No. Do I own a house? No. Do I own my building? Are my hands dirty every single day from working in a factory? I don't have to say anything to yeah. that. Like, if I didn't love it, I wouldn't be doing it. Okay. Because I, I'm not, I'm not get. I don't know what people think I'm getting out of it. You know, I'm surviving. It's a job. You yeah. know, I, I work a normal job. It just so happens to be that that job is in scootering. Mm-hmm. Like I go to work at minimum five days a week. I'm there 10 to 12 hours a day. But I also have the freedom and flexibility because I'm a, my own boss. You know, right. If I do want right. to take time off, I can. I don't have to ask for permission, you know. But, like, when I put it, like, work hard, play hard. That yeah. that mm-hmm. is That is how I live. Like, when it's time to work, I will work. I will outwork anybody. I will not ask anybody to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. Yeah. You know, so if people are saying that I'm in it for the wrong reasons, it's like, well, what am I in it for then? Yeah. Like you tell if if, if I'm in it for the wrong reasons, then tell me what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. Why 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 am I different doing this than the growth of yeah. of, yeah. of, of what you got? Like if I didn't growth. care for it, if I didn't love it, like the, there have been some serious ups and downs, you know. I I said earlier, it's been a roller coaster, but you know, you you don't you don't rise and fall and rise again without the love and the passion for what you're doing right so i don't really have to answer that question to anybody yeah
0: do Do you think that with all that you've done um with proto and river is, is there anything that you would go back and change do you have any regrets of of things that you have done with proto at river or or tge or or nitro or anything that you've hmm. done ever Any mistakes that you've made that you wish that you wouldn't... Oh, I mean, I never-ending I, mistakes. I guess, I guess mistakes are the only way that you that's, learn. That's the wrong... I think yeah. that's. I, I think I, that I shouldn't have said that, but what are the regrets that you have?
1: Regrets. If any. Or
2: just if something any. that you would change. What would you change?
1: Yeah. You know, like anything that I would change... I would have had to sacrifice something else that I was doing back mm-hmm. then. So so I guess like, you know, like I, I could probably sit here and think of things that I would change, but then I wouldn't have been doing something else that I wouldn't want to change. You know, okay. like I, I don't know if that makes sense. You that know, makes like sense. that makes sense to me. Like like there there's there's a lot of stuff, you know, like just specifically with product development, because like most of my product development is it revolves around standardizing the industry Mm -hmm. and i do believe that there is a certain sequence that these products have to be developed in for proper adoption and for industry standardization like you don't want to say, for example, you don't want to, and this is something that we're, with Proto, we're battling with right now because we don't currently have a fork in production, but people want bigger wheels. And it's like, well, I don't want to make bigger wheels with Proto until Proto has a fork Mm -hmm. to accept a larger wheel. So, you know, it's like you have to do a fork before I can do the wheels. So, you know, I guess the only thing that I would change is just like, putting more time and energy into the product development just to like stay at pace with the industry in certain areas and mm-hmm. in certain areas or in other areas like TDI, for example, we're a decade ahead of the industry. And I guess maybe that's all a matter of perspective, <laughs> but that's my perspective. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I guess just like I, I would, I would just have like accelerated the, the product development but if i had put that much time and energy into product development and that much money again very expensive doing research and design i probably wouldn't have had the same amount of money that i spent on the team you know i took like a few years ago we took like five dudes to europe for almost a month Mm -hmm. i mean that is not cheap Yeah, it's that's not not cheap but that trip could have paid for r&d on a proto fork or larger wheels, you know, like, right. So I, and and I don't regret that Europe, that Europe trip was amazing. It was fantastic. Like I would not change that. So that's like the type of thing where I'm like, there are certain things that I could have done different, but I would have had to sacrifice things that I really enjoyed out of being part of scootering. And so I guess, I don't know, maybe that was like a really long winded. No, I, I I wouldn't change anything. Okay.
0: what What about um, what what about your your quick run with uh retail with being with Freestyle Distro or or sorry,
1: Freestyle Depot? Um, would I have changed anything there? Or? Yeah.
0: Like just because that's a, that's a different that's a different route. Like yeah. that's something that Other that movies. didn't last as long as I'm sure you would have hoped it did.
1: It was sad to see it go. Because, well, yeah, it's a because of yours. I mean, it, it was the scooter resource store. Like it was the first freestyle scooter retail operation. Like Scooter Zone was the first brick and mortar, but the scooter resource store was the first. And it, it, I don't know. It, it had its, it's served. Oh, you lost a light. Do we have a, we have a, a we have a plug in. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Time out. I don't know if I'm going to be able to focus watching you run around. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time,
2: it's the first time ever. Happen, but we've also never done this one. Ever. Not even close.
1: We're back. Plug in that other one. They're probably going to run yeah, out at the same probably, time. Yeah, I was going to say. Let's go. Mm. So I guess uh <clears throat> Yeah, the Freestyle Depot and the SR store they they had a purpose for their time. You know that at the time that the SR store started there was no other freestyle scooter store. So I mean it was just something that the sport needed, so I did it. And then eventually it evolved into Freestyle Depot and you know by the time Freestyle Depot like kind of started making some noise, you know, like I said, we did the full length video. We had a full team. We had a full brick and mortar store by the end. We had a beautiful storefront. I mean, I still remember that storefront. I I remember that store. Yeah, it was, it It was was, nice. Like we had that place dialed in, but like by that point in time, the sport had a lot of options for retail. There there was a lot more shops. Mm. And so that retail environment just got so competitive. I just looked at him like you know what like to be uh, the top retailer you have to carry everything from every brand
2: yeah
1: (laughs) and that includes the stuff that you really don't want to be carrying that you don't really back but you have to carry it and so like I guess like morally I'm just like I didn't want to carry stuff that I wasn't fully behind yeah and then I'm also is
0: is that is that something you would change
1: what just that part Did you do it
0: that, now? that little spot right there if, if you if 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 you knew that you could go back and it could be successful just by swallowing that pill
2: popularity
1: uh no no i don't regret that leave retail or retailers okay i, I love our retailers i love all the shops that support us mm-hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't change that getting out of retail was the right thing to do. It was sad to see it go because it was literally what started the whole business, but I was okay with it because really where I excel is manufacturing Proto and River. Mm -hmm. So rather than spend my time and energy running a retail store in an extremely competitive environment, carrying products that I really didn't care for, I just cut my losses and said, look, I'm going to focus on what I'm good at. And what I'm good at is designing scooter parts and manufacturing scooter parts. So it, it just, you know, Freestyle Depot, ser- Freestyle Depot and the scooter resource store, you know, they they serve their purpose at like during their period of time. They did what the sport needed them to do. And when they reached the end of their useful lifespan, you know, they went away. Right, mm-hmm. And I guess like, I've kind of been thinking about this, maybe this is, well, I already started, so we'll just say it, but like, I, I, I kind of question, you know, like what the future for Proto is, you know, cause Proto is prototype. We're prototyping the standards for scooters. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that, you know, like skateboarding, every skateboard truck bolts to every skateboard because they use the same hole pattern mm-hmm the axles are all the same. The wheels are all the same. The bearings are all the same. The hardware is all the same. Like you can take anything from any brand and bolt it all together. Like I think that is what the future of scooters can and should be. And I feel like once we get there, what does Proto do then? Like does Proto, like has Proto served its purpose? Like once Proto
2: has prototyped,
1: once Proto has prototyped, the sport has has it served its purpose?
0: I guess you find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was I was down the road.
1: I, I don't have the answer for that one, but that, I, I do think about that. You know, like what what is the future of proto once the sport is standardized?
0: And I, I you know, it's I think that's going to lead me into yeah. the next question. What what is what does scootering need for? Like in Andrew Art's mind. What does scootering need? And, and I think the answer in, in your
1: mind is a standard. Totally. But that also might be the thing that brings Proto to an end. Sheesh. Well, it either it either mm. brings it to an end because its its purpose has been served mm. or it enters a totally new chapter, a totally new evolution.
0: Is that it though? Is that, is that the only thing you think scootering needs? Ah, uh, it can't be.
1: Standards are huge. I mean, as as far as like mechanically speaking, you have to have standards so people stop wasting their money on incompatible, low quality garbage.
2: Don't get me started, bro. Do not get me started. I'm gonna name me? Don't I'm get keep started. Going. Don't get started. Oh my goodness, bro. <laughs> people buying stuff all the time that doesn't work. Yeah, I'm like, oh.
1: But but like if that's if that's what's out there and they've got good marketing behind it and people don't know any better that stuff keep that 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 stuff will keep going out into the market and every time one of those products enters the market it's just a little bit of poison in circulation and that that's what I'm trying to to stop you know like get get everybody in the industry on the same page everybody like everybody with the same quality, the same compatibility, the same standards. Then, like, I don't think we've even seen the potential of the sport no way, because there's close. so many roadblocks with close. the mechanical compatibility. Now, that that's strictly mechanically speaking. Then yeah. there's the, like, what do we need from the riders? What do we need from the brands? What do we need from event organizers and competitions? Do we need the Olympics? Do we need uh, – do we need – energy drink sponsors, you know, like I think you don't really like none of, I guess ultimately like none of that matters. If if the, the scooter itself is, hasn't reached its final form. Like no, nobody's going to want like the things that people want to see happen in scootering. I don't think are going to happen until the scootering industry has matured. The products have matured. And the, there's just like a, a better level of uh, stability in yeah. the industry. So I guess I, I guess what does scootering need? stability, and yeah, wh- and 100%. where does stability come 100%. from? And I think stability I, I think comes a lot of from, different bullets from products, from products. Yeah, the products, the, like every like the root products. of scootering is products. literally the
2: scooter. Yeah, that's mostly. I only can base what you are saying off of like personal experience. of just working on scooters when I when they come into the store um there's a lot of scooters these days dude they're just not functional man like they want these scooters dialed up and stuff and it's just not possible this is not yeah there's a few you got a bunch of stuff on there that's just not going to be compatible so i feel like bmx has a standard skateboarding has a standard where you need this certain setup where it's going to be you know universally sound used yeah. and and, like, not just universally used, but universally, like, cooperating with your needs. Like, it's going to meet everything you need, right? You know, if you go to the skateboard shop down the street, you could buy everything you need to suit your needs. You can come here and buy everything to suit your needs. But I feel like there's a—I feel like in our sport, there's a lot of he said, she said kind of thing with all these parts and everything. And it's it's almost like this, like, unwritten rule where, like— you know, because I have kids come in like to the point where like their friends are like determining their bar size. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like stuff like that. It's like, okay, dude, like come on now. You're, Like, you can pick out your own stuff. You pick this, do that, do this, and you're gonna just you're gonna form your own riding, your own skating, your own this. Your that's own that. that's a
1: good point, actually. What does scooter need? scooter needs better and the, it all again, it all goes back to the scooter, but it like Scooter needs better education,
3: mm-hmm.
1: better education, like, like shops, shops and brands, which if shops don't know what they're doing and brands don't know what they're doing and they're just copying other people's Spewing. products and selling whatever they can sell, yep. they're not really educating anybody and maybe they don't even know what to say or what to do. And so... I think just, like, a better education, like, get, like don't just sell a kid yeah. a complete because just it's because, in the right price yeah, range. No. Sell it to him because, like, it's properly fitted. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, bro, I'm not
2: going to lie. Okay. I'm going to revert it back to my personal stuff real quick. I like scootering to the point where someone comes into my store. Not my store. Raymond's store. <laughs> someone comes in here, right? I'm going to put you on, though. I'm not going to, hey, man, buy this $300 scooter. I get no initiative for it. No, like as I shouldn't, like like... it's not my thing to come into the store and sell you things for money. It's nothing. I, I don't make any money off any sale. Which I don't expect to it's not it's not what I'm in the sport for the sport he, he right no he, and, we, and I, we've gotten that I want you to walk so, out with what you want exactly and I want got, you to be we've comfy. gotten that 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 I don't want that bro I don't from, want from that plenty no.
0: of people saying there's not it's not a stressful purchasing environment not, I think it's like that the in a lot of stores though
2: well I tell people all the time I mean I don't know how everyone works I've never been to another scooter store I swear on mama's bro I'd never been into any other scooter store not one swear i've only been in scooter zone so i've only you know i've only been with what i feel comfortable with and you know i'm the kind of guy who kind of goes into stores like shoes whatever I, i want what i want and i feel like when people come in here bro like i don't like i said i got no initiative to sell you something that's more expensive bro like i want you to go home and have your growing kid a scoot. Give your growing kid a scooter. That's gonna. He's gonna be able to ride for three years. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I don't want you to ride something that's. Is gonna make me money. I don't know that, bro. And so, that's what I think with this. The sports kind of hold back on. You know what I'm saying? Like, people want to do the sport for fun, man. It's cool. Yeah, it looks it's sick. It looks sick. You do it right, it looks sick. I want you to have fun. Go home. Ride your 600 dollars setup and smile. That your parents put on you and smile, bro. No matter what it is. No matter what brand. And that's the other thing. I think the one thing about holding, holding scooters back is just these weird, like, unwritten rules. Like, weird, unwritten rules. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Speaking you
1: gotta- of written rules, though, scooter resource. Scootering needs the scooter resource. It do. Are you going to bring it back? Oh, oh. It's dormant, oh. not dead. Oh. Are you going to bring it back? So he's bringing it back. That's, That's what he just not, said. It's, it's dormant. He said dormant, not, not dead. dead. Yeah. It's coming back. No, no. The question That's what I'm is saying. when when is it coming back? My self-imposed deadline is the 20 year anniversary, which is January 2023. So I'm gonna I, be, I got about a year. I'm going to be 26
2: by then. I'm turning 25 January 1st. I got, a, oh, I got about a
1: year, and, and you know, we talked earlier about uh, the, the future of a forum and a message board. Like, I'd, Scooter Resource will not be uh, – I, I do not believe that it will ever be a forum or a message board again. I still have dummy Scooter Resource stickers, just to interrupt you. <laughs> dummy. Dummy
2: black and white ones. It says Scooter Resource all over. It says SR, Scooter Resource at the bottom. I have dummy amounts of those ones but when that the, when the,
1: when the sport first popped off like you could go to a skate park and if there was a kid that showed interest in your scooter or in scootering or wanted to ride your scooter you could tell him hey when you get home check out well now you don't have to get home just pull out your smartphone yeah, yeah, yeah. and go smartphone, to go to bro. go to scooter com. so you know like i don't think that there's going to be a message board forum community but i still I think either that it can be a central hub and a place for all scooter riders to look for news, news and events, clips, everything like that. Well, and, and also like going back to, you know, like the other, what does scooter need better education? You know, like I think the education really it, it, Needs to come from the people designing yes. the stuff. Like yes. you, you can't expect a shop, like a, a shop. Like I want shops to educate the market and educate the riders. It comes but, from opinion, but the brands, the, the, day, the, the brands are responsible for educating the shops yeah. to pass that education on to the rest of the community. Yeah. So, I think I really want Scooter Resource to be a resource yeah. for the scooter community. Yeah. And, you know, just have like a glossary of terms. Yeah. Explaining, you know, what everything is, how that. everything works. Um, I actually talked to uh, Kevin DeMay. I don't know if you ever saw the dissident scooter tips that they had on their website. I haven't, no. Mm-hmm. He did an awesome, awesome really? job compiling sure. just all the just all of his i mean he is one of the types of people that i'm talking about like the the mechanically minded technical scooter builders that was trying to educate the sport um so i talked to him about using his dissidents tips as kind of like a framework Mm -hmm. for like an expanded like i think he wrote that one in like 2014 maybe so it's like a little bit uh, by today's standards i think there's like outdated.
2: i would say it's pretty relative though it's probably pretty so not like not
1: not outdated like like nothing in it is wrong it's just that there's more More. there's more that needs to be in it now so Mm. i think uh basically we're gonna take that as like a framework and then like i just want to expand on that yeah have that on scooter resource and then and then the original, like the very, very, very first Scooter resource, which you can still actually see on, um, what is it, uh, the Wayback Machine? It's called uh, Archive, the Internet Archive, the Wayback Machine. I forget what the website is. Like, I think it's archive.org or something like that. So the the, the original Scooter resource well, that that you can see on there, it was just a directory of names. It was like. There wasn't actually a forum at the beginning it, it, it was just like an alphabetical list of names and i remember specifically brandon kilbury was like one of the first 10 members that signed up on the original scooter resources before the forum before anything so like people would email me give like send me a picture of themselves their name their age their where they were located Damn. like their the city and state they were in and so i was like trying to build like scooter riders were so few and far between like we yeah. we're like I was just trying to build like a name by name like directory, right? So you could like find other scooter riders, and then that's what turned into the forum. But I want to do like another directory too, but rather than you know like finding other scooter riders, yeah. like we don't have a problem with that anymore. Like, there's really, scooter yeah. riders everywhere. Really but, so You'll I I, I want to do a directory of more like kind of like a, I guess like a hall of fame. Kind of like a scootering his- historic hall of fame. Oof. So like a directory of like all the most influential I mean, the 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 people that I've named in this podcast I just like barely scratched the surface right. on, on the on the all of the people who have really contributed say. to make scootering what it is. And I would really like to, you know, like do like a Hall of Fame directory and just like give a shout out to everybody who has had a significant contribution yeah. to scootering. And then that is the education that I'm talking about. You know, like scooter riders today, like they meet a pro at the skate park. The pro tells them, follow me, me. on Instagram. And so that kid gets one point of view in scootering. They mm-hmm. don't get the big picture. Nothing. They don't get the history. Nothing. They don't get the anything. That's so what right? you're doing day by day. So, you know, like social media has made everything very about the, the me, 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 kind of like the yeah. self- I don't want to say self-centered sounds bad, but self-centered, self-centric, maybe that sounds better. I don't know. Like you, you are, you are the, the center of your social media. Yeah. Not, you're not putting the sport out there. You're putting yourself out there. So I think with something like scooter resource with, you know, just again, just like super, super resource intensive database for everybody just to learn. And yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff that, like, people who even think that they know a lot about scootering, they have no idea what they know about. There's probably, like, a lot of stuff that's kind of, like, fallen by the wayside that I don't want to be lost in time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: and and There's a lot of stuff, like, personally, not to cut you off, bro. No good. There's a lot of stuff, personally, that have cut the public off to scootering where, like, they'll bring their scooter in for their kid and stuff, which is completely fine. You You don't have to know anything. Just because you're a parent doesn't mean you have to know how the whole entire scooter works, right? But you know, when a parent does come in and they have a whole scooter, they don't really know what's going on with. It would be very nice to have that initiative to just send them there. Boom, there yeah. you go. And it's you know, it's right? not
1: just like uh like the the work that Kevin did with dissidents. It wasn't just yeah. well, I I think his was actually like really geared towards he, he's. Stuff like that. no no no! actually like very like engineering okay like he he, he was more focused on the engineering yeah. and like just explaining the like the functionality yeah oh, yeah like the um the utility yeah. of the scooter yeah um but i would also like to emphasize you know like while, while we're telling them you know like the anatomy yeah. of the parts and the compatibility between ics and ihc and hic mm-hmm. and scs and plc i think is one yeah the pytel one i've never heard uh, of that no one, no that, that's a different that's one a that P- went over P- my P- head. P- pytel one is a different one there's a the spring loader s the spring loaded slc is the sacrifice one i've never actually seen it in real life i don't want to see it the- bro
2: that's a headache in my mind already bro <laughs> i'm i'm telling you i'm not gonna lie Sorry but i mean but like I, I, even no. even like just no. the
1: fact that it happened it needs to be documented yeah,
0: yeah. It, it, it would still be cool i mean and and in a, in, in, a, in a couple of years' time, like if that all comes down to it, and and we do have like a full on spot, like a hub to go.
1: I hope we do.
2: Yeah, that
0: would be cool.
1: I hope we do, man. And then you know, like like you like you're saying, you know, like a place for parents. Because exactly. I mean, u- ultimately, like a lot. Like, let's just be real. Like the market is, mom and it's dad. Is it's the youth? It's you know, mommy, it's 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 parent Like mo- oh, most most oh, of the I scooter know. market is parents buying scooters for their kids. So you want the parents oh, yeah. to feel comfortable with the purchase too and know yeah. what they're buying For and sure. not getting sold a lemon. So, you know, like yeah. putting installation and like you're, you're explaining stuff. the scooter, but you also want to like give them installation stuff. instructions, maintenance instructions, you know, yeah. just like very basic stuff that, yeah. uh, that's not so basic to the
2: end of the, like. he's really not yeah it's It's basic until it's not basic to be honest it's stuff that we all take
1: for granted because we know
2: i for sure take it for granted
1: but (laughs) it's (laughs) like for for a new a new writer a new parent getting involved it can be like really really daunting and so you want to make it easy man it's rocket science
2: it really is dude i mean when i started working here bro i couldn't do anything i'm telling you to the point where like my younger brother would tell me like oh, every time ta- every bro. Chance i could he gets not i couldn't take my scooter apart and put it back together i swear i swear to you this is how it goes before man, you, you even learn. thought about hey, let me ask this dude before you even thought about that bro i swear to god my brother used to tell me hey take this off blah 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 blah, blah, blah. bro i take my my bars off clack that off take my ses off i'm done can do Nathan bro Nathan? I can't even put my I can't even put my headset halfway back on so it works but it doesn't work it doesn't work at all see nah, I love it, bro. swear before i even start working here bro I swear to god
0: well Drew, come dude come see we've, me we've taken a few hours of your time man nah
2: dude. not enough time oh, look up? Up? He's let ready? me let me keep going i'm <laughs> just get warmed up where this warmed up let me get this purple coat where <laughs> Well, I've,
0: I feel like we got, we've got we covered a lot of ground, man. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are listening to this one and, and really actually getting that first spot of education. And I think it's going to be a really good um, really good thing for a lot of people to listen to. And uh, do you have anything else that you want to say?
1: Uh, f- just thank you to everybody who supported my brands, Proto and River. Um, without you guys... I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Um, And I, I really do feel like I'm just getting started. You know, there's so much stuff that I still want to do and want to contribute. And when it comes to manufacturing scooter parts, it's not cheap. So every, every purchase that you guys make from my brands goes directly back into the scootering industry. And for that, I'm very thankful. I do not take it for granted um, I love all you guys, and I'm thankful for your support. Uh, we got what do we got up on the table here? What we got we got what it. you got. Sean, uh, Sean, bro, Sean, the grip, 13 year, 13 year anniversary grip tape, turned out pretty dope. Sheesh. Inspired by the uh, Friday the 13th tattoo flash art. Yes, sir. With the birthday candle on the skull's head. Boom. Yes, sir. Um, what else you got, bro? If you guys show are. uh Sold on TDI, we got
2: the... Uh, that new new. The 6. Got the new Saturn, new, new
1: Saturn 6 with the drop top. I don't think we really talked about the drop top. We really top, didn't, but, um, but put them on real quick. Put them yeah, on the drop got, top. We got the, the, little, the little center ridges on the top. So we actually dropped the inside walls in and then left a center ridge on the top. So it gives you, instead of just having edge control here and here, you got it here, here, Here and here, so basically just gives you a little bit more grip, a little bit more control. So instead of having to uh, flick and catch from your edges, you can actually flick and catch from the middle. So Mm -hmm. it gives you just more options, more foot positioning, and it also helped us shave a little bit of weight off the deck, which everybody, uh, I think, he got that weight. Everybody, don't
2: do not even sit there and look in the lens and tell me not everybody. I know all y'all. Be caring about the weight. I'm just saying. If you
0: all want From to have, if you guys want to get any proto or river parts, Matt, hit them with it.
2: www.scooterzone.com. The scooterzone.com. We will have all the river and proto parts you ever desire. <laughs> ever need, ever. Ever. Even the new six wide. So do not sleep. I've seen it myself personally. Fire. I'll be riding it within the next week.
0: Because Andrew's gonna give him one.
2: Because I'm gonna buy one from this boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need that. I didn't tell him before he sat down. I'ma need I'm gonna need the SES in the deck. Thank you very much, my friend.
1: But on, on the way. Uh, let's
2: go. But yeah. man, hey, all you guys showing up, showing out. We appreciate all you guys. My man Raymond's gonna let you guys off the hook, but I'm gonna interrupt him a little bit. Okay. Really do appreciate everybody watching. Listening, okay? I'll be rambling, just know, <laughs> With everything I say goes. I'm always right, I'm never wrong. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I am never wrong. Always a pleasure. Wait, wait, end. I got one more thing. Oh, hit
1: So we had a little cheat sheet, Um, just kind of like an outline. The very top, the, the very, very first thing on the list. So, shout out to my boo, Elise. I got engaged. Oh. Oh. I got engaged like two months ago. Let's go. Um, She's awesome. She actually works for Proto now. She's uh, our operations manager, and she's crushing it at the office. She's uh, basically coordinating production and hr and payroll and uh operations and accounting and uh and she's keeping your ass in check Yeah, i'm about to say yeah. Uh, yeah. keeping yeah. your yeah. ass
2: out of trouble uh.
1: andrew we're well balanced that's what she's doing well balanced and uh, she's a rock it's it's taken a lot of a, a lot of load yeah. off of me so i can focus on the product development Seriously. again because i was very stuck in the daily grind maintaining mm-hmm. the business and so now i've got kind of got some light at the end of the tunnel which is uh very very refreshing seriously. so that's that's a pretty big life update pretty big I'm very big but all congratulations you other, man are there other weenies
2: out there hey seriously though screwing is one big sport we're one big family we're here to make it one extra big family we don't want to throw anyone in the dirt we not doing anything weird okay <laughs> Raymond give me a weird look we're here to give this sport one big, great, big happy love and kiss, man. Whoa! Seriously, shout out, Andrew. Biggest go in the game. If you don't think so, you're lame. Thanks, bro. Always a pleasure. Peace. Oh, Bob, Bob. Hey, that, <laughs> hey, that rhyme. Thank you, guys. Big. Hey, if you that rhyme, oh. you know that. Hey, if you ain't with Much him, love. you are lame in the Much game. Love. You that that rhyme, bro. You know that. <laughs> Come on, back.